Hello, everyone. Really quickly, just want to let you know the reason we're letting this episode out early on a Sunday? Weird. Is because our pal Steve will be sitting on the couch at Games Done Quick on Monday, June 27th at 5 p.m. Central, supporting his pal and our pal. He sends beat tweets. I know the guy. He's my best friend. Sancho Panda, who's going to be playing Eco at Games Done Quick. So we just want to let you know that. Hop over 5 p.m. Central Time. Check it out. Support Steve, support Sancho, support Eco, and definitely support Games Done Quick. Now, enjoy the show. Steve, what day is it, man? Uh, th- 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 Thursday, 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 Thursday. Why are you, why are you calling me on a Thursday? We record on Sundays. Well, what's going on? You know, it. At some point, it's weird that we never talk to each other outside of recording. So I was like, I gotta just, I gotta just talk to him once, just you know, man to man, friend to friend. Yeah. Do you always wear a different headband? For the day of the week, I don't know if I've seen purple. Is purple Thursday only? Yeah. Well, no. It, it's it changes with the mood. Changes with my mood oh. a little bit, or you know, with my T-shirt. So you know, this purple it matches some of the highlights in my Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirt. That it does. And you know what? That looks really I, good. I don't want it. That's a lie. That's a lie. The purple one was just on the bathroom floor when I got out of the shower, and I just grabbed it. All right. It's like grabbing the T-shirt that's not dirty enough to toss it in the laundry. Mm. Is just it was there. I understand that. Well, I this is my Thursday hat. You've probably never seen me wear this. This is my gosh dang it trucker hat. <laughs> it's pretty good. good Actually, dang. says God dang it. My gosh dang it one's Wednesday, but God dang it's Thursday. Good dang it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you're you're having me record early with you here. Fine, fine. I'll do. Is there any reason that you're making me do this? Yeah, you know, we got a a little friend coming up, staying with us for the weekend because uh, he's gonna be. Speed running in a little marathon known as Games Done Quick. Maybe you've heard of it. You called him a little friend. Like, is he a rodent? Uh, I, I think he's actually like seven foot five. Is the impression I get oh. from his webcam? But <laughs> time will tell. Mm. Tall from the neck up. Yeah, I mean, we all only know each other from the chest up. What if I got a long pair of legs? You'd never know. Maybe, maybe I'm huge. You know, in fact, I have seen your legs, and your calves are massive. They are. They're they're yep. juicy. <laughs> you have some meaty Minnesota tenderloin down there. I don't know where the tenderloin <laughs> is on the animal, but yours is your calf. All right. Uh, well, hey man, I'm happy to do this. So you're so you your buddy is going to be on the games done quick stage, but how's that impact you? Yeah, so my buddy Sancho Panda, uh, he's coming up and on Monday he's running Eco, which most folks will know I also speed run. And I will be on his couch commentating parts of the run. So if you ever watched Games Done Quick, they have folks sitting in the background and just kind of chiming in when the runner is busy or distracted or whatever it might be. I'll be I'll be there. You know, I'll be there to help him out. Huh. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, you're good at riffing. You're a good Mm -hmm. commentator. I've seen you active in those streams. I mean, that's that's what got me attracted to you to start Uh with was your stream (laughs) banter. So this is 
per this is perfect for you. You must be excited. Are you excited or nervous? Which w weigh them out for me? Which one are you more of? Uh, way way more excited than nervous because there's no there's no pressure on me. I get to just hang out with a friend of mine and support him while he does the speedrun. He's the one that has to press all the right buttons and not make any mistakes. Mm. He's the one that if he jumps, you know, you, you fall off that West Sky Bridge and there goes six oh, minutes of your run. I mean, we mm. that's just that's a lot of pressure and uh, I don't want to have to deal with it. So I have the, the, the perfect job of I just sit in the back. If a joke comes to my mind, I make it. If uh, he falls silent, I can say, "Yeah, at this part, uh, he's he's uh, he's he's holding down the run button because you you run faster than you walk in this game." And then oh, uh, that, no lie, that insight goes out to the whole world, kind of kind of like a summoning salt sort of figure is is the role mm. I'll be playing. Absolutely, summoning salt, great YouTube documentaries. Well, Steve, I'm very excited for him, yeah. and we'll get to uh, I guess specifically when you'll be doing that later in the show. But for now, i got to introduce us to these people. Uh, gosh, you just got me out of bed. I wasn't ready for this. We're, guys, we're going to be doing a polykill. This is what you're listening to. I'm Trav, that over there. That guy, getting all excited about his big weekend. That's Steve. Hey. And we're here to make it fun for you to hear what we've been doing with our video game behaviors and habits. I mean, you care, right? People, you care? You care what we've been beating and what we've been playing? No? I... I I mean, I don't know what percentage of you this is your first episode. Most of you seem to care because you came back and, and we're doing mm. the same thing we did last time. But, you know, with new jokes. Right. If you're new here, I think you'll care by the end. I, I think you'll find us to be both charming and insightful. The stats do support that people keep coming back, though the logic fails to make that make sense. <laughs> but you're here. Let's get into it. Uh, what, what do we got today? We're uh, we're back to our old alphabet ways. Yeah, you know we did. We it'd be silly if we stopped at B. Yeah. You know it would be silly. <laughs> uh, my goal: we're, this podcast will not end until we get through not just Z, but we do numbers. We want to have Ooh. to do numbers too. Yeah, yeah. P so punctuation as well. Oh. Well, just a, it's just all the dot hacks, just right? Hacks. Is there any other ones? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so later in the episode, our top five will be our top five games that start with the letter C. I limited myself to one Castlevania. Just throwing that out there. Same. Although maybe there's Same. no Castlevanias. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Listen to the whole episode. I feel like you just did a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's get into the games that are coming out soon. I um, was looking at the list, and I was amazed to see that I'm caught in some type of weird time loop, because I swear <laughs> to goodness, last episode, I was talking about that game Madison, because I swore up and down it was a horse girl. Yeah. <laughs> and and I see it here. We're back. We use the same website to pull our game list from, and they've scooted it down. I don't know where it was before, but you can listen back. But I see it, it popped up here again, July 8th, Madison. So I'm, once again... Super excited for that game. A little mix of Fatal Frame, a little bit of Resident Evil, and coming out on all the things, apparently, <laughs> apparently, on July 8th. We'll see. You know, maybe, maybe the lovely folks over at Game Informer that provide us these stats, maybe there's a, a an employee there that listens to the show, and they're just going to keep scooting it back two mm. weeks to see how many times you'll grab it before, uh, before you finally give it up. So Maybe it's on segment of the show. Now it's a Trav talking about how he's eventually going to get Madison. You know what? We're in uh, July's starting to look pretty good, but the big one at the early part of July for me, we got that Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, which is the 
remake, remaster, those words have become muddled. You know? Yeah, they sure I, have. I never know what to say. And a lot of times I just kind of say all of them and hope that the right one will stick with the right person. <laughs> but it is, you know, it is both an up-res and also new models, but functionally the same game. But it's it's the first two Klonoa games, the one that came out on PS1 and the one that came out on PS2, both of which are phenomenal, especially the first one. And I'm very excited. I'm especially excited to give them a replay uh, on a platform, you know, like a PlayStation where I can earn me a trophy or two. The the mm. novelty of earning trophies in older games is not lost on me. So I'm pumped to give those ones uh, another playthrough. And man, if you've never played the first Klonoa, this is your opportunity because you can either you can either do it here or you can buy it for some absurd amount of money, like five hundred dollars. Uh, on the original $500? My gosh. Well, I won't be doing that, so I guess I better get in line for this. What's it coming out on? Oh, it's coming out on every single dang thing you can imagine. We got your PS5s, your PS4s, your Xboxes Serieses and Xboxes Ones, your Switches, Hmm. your PCs. Oh my gosh, the PC. (laughs) Are you going to get on PC? That seems like exactly the type of thing you would do. No, I don't I don't even have a controller that would make that a thing. But uh interestingly, Madison and Klonoa both coming out on everything on July eighth. Mm, mm. Fight to the finish, who's gonna win? <laughs> Big overlaps in those two markets. You know it. You know it. Hey, speaking of overlap, though, another game that's coming out that I almost thought was Madison when I clicked on the link and read about it. I was like, didn't I just read about this game? Uh, Phobia with an F. Now, get this. This was pretty hard to to describe phonetically. I mean, not even phonetically, but you'll get it. Phobia with an F. F-O-B-I-A. Not the way you spell that word. (laughs) No. That's not the way you spell. No. That's not the way you spell. You can, but no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh, But then we we got a bit of a hyphen coming in there. Hyphen's like, hey, what's up? I'm here. What's going on? You just you just experienced phobia spelled wrong. I get it. But now I'm a hyphen. Now look at what's coming next. Yeah. And then you got a, you got Saint. Okay, Saint. <laughs> I get it. Like a church. Yeah. Nope. It's Dinfina Hotel. <laughs> now, now you look at that word Dinfina and you're like, well, gosh dang, I don't know how to spell that. But I'm going to bet there's a PH in it since we sacrificed it on the phobia. Wrong! <laughs> it's not. It's more Fs and it's it's an F surrounded by N's on both sides. You've never seen it. Steve, have you ever seen it? You don't get a lot of NFNs in your life. Pho- Phobia St. Dinfna Hotel is mm. the type of name that if that was in the subject line of an email, my email provider would sort it into the junk mail without ever even showing oh, yeah. it to me. 100%. 100%. Yep. This is getting quarantined immediately. <laughs> yeah. And you're thinking, what on earth could it be given all these words that are jumbled up? <laughs> It is actually another camera paranormal phenomenon game, not too much unlike Madison, but very much like Resident Evil. So you're you're uh, a rookie journalist, you're investigating a haunted hotel, and getting spooked, getting spooked out of your freaking mind is what you're doing, and it looks really good. So another one of those games that fit right in my old wheelhouse. Well, I say my old wheelhouse, but it's a wheelhouse I share with a stronger, much more handsome gentleman named Brian. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But you've got you've got an eye for even if it's not in your wheelhouse, you've got an eye for them. All right, you you oh, sure. you spot sure. from a mile away these these spooker dukers and you go right for them. Absolutely, man. And that's coming out. That's a June twenty eighth ordeal. That's coming out a little bit earlier than the oh. other two games we talked about. Yeah, yeah. And that's coming out on everything, literally except the Switch. <laughs> and I don't blame the Switch. It's a little too it's a little too scary. And the Switch honestly wouldn't know how to spell it. 
That's that's so true. Well, everyone can decide. What's the more nonsensical title that we brought this time? Phobia St. Dinfana Hotel or Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series? Mm. Both or Madison. Or Madison. Just to the point. <laughs> yeah. Just to the point. <laughs> All right. Wow. Hey, man. You know what time it is, and I don't want to be the one to beg to get in there, but I got to say, <laughs> I've I've been in my basement for hours. I do work down here all day. It's getting muggy here in the south. This place, there's no central heating and cooling in my basement. My cheeks are already pretty hot. Please go easy on me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going easy on you. We're, we're burning, in fact. My first question for you in the hot seat is about being burned. What is the least likely part of your body that you have actually gotten sunburn on? Oh, man, I'm going to have to break some bad news to you. Uh, I've only ever been sunburned on the tip of my nose. What? That's a lie. I have I have magical skin pigment. You- I don't get sunburned. Now, I, I will lather up in the sunblock just to be safe because my mom scolded me that I must. And I stay outside quite a bit. I'm a, I'm a fairly complected fellow. I don't know if that's a word, yeah. complected. I don't want to add labels <laughs> to my skin tone. But... <laughs> But I don't burn. I don't that, burn. That seems impossible. You're you out you're out there running for hours at a time. I'm always out there running. I know. Uh. I know. But you know, my wife, you know who hates this? My wife, who's almost translucent. <laughs> she's a translucent she's almost <laughs> see-through, pale white woman. And uh, our child, somewhere in the middle, but still light enough. She got a, she got a little teensy-weensy burn when we were at the beach, and trust me, we slathered that child in the sunblock. Yeah. And and I'm just out there living my best life, and uh, just walking away scot-free <sighs> on the sun. Rude. I burn I burn instantly. So, I mean, I've really? been I've been burned in the, in the in the ditch behind my knee. I've been burned Oof, I've been burned ditch. deeper into the belly button than you would expect. I mean, not what? Too, not Didn't not know that was deep, possible, but deeper than you'd expect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anything deeper than maybe a fingernail—that's yeah. too deep. So, you know what? God dang! Let me just shut up about the sunburn. Maybe I'm not so happy that I'm talking to you about this anymore. I'm I'm <sighs> so sorry. I know I did see a man awkwardly get his uh, knee gulches slathered in sunblock when we were at the beach <laughs> against his. His manly will. His wife was like, we have to get back here. And he's like, quit. No, I'll get it. I can reach down there. And she was like, no, just let me. I'm already down here. Just let me get it, Stephen. His name is also Stephen. It might have been you. You should have come up and said hi. I would have been happy to see you. <laughs> I know. Like, I got his neck. Don't worry. You get his knee gulch. And just spread some sunblock oh, into you. Well, there's no way to transition away from my knee gulch, but we're going to do my best. All right. You got to stick with me on mm. this one because it's a bit of a complex would you rather. Would you rather. Okay live twice as long as you otherwise would but you grow three boils per day <laughs> or you stay your current physical health so you know the the healthy mid-30s buck that you are you stay that oh, until, the, until the day me. you die you, it never deteriorates from this point for the rest of your natural life but you can never make direct eye contact with another human ever again Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you almost had me at the start because <laughs> my goal in life is to live almost forever if I can do it. Yeah. I'm doing same. everything I can. I'm out here running. I've 
I'm, I'm down to just eating three-fourths of the pizza instead of the whole thing when we order out. <laughs> I'm I'm taking Modesty. the necessary steps. Yeah. You know, I'm up to, I, I sleep almost five hours a night. But <laughs> one thing that I'm terrible at anyway, because I lack confidence in both myself and any ability I've ever had, I'm terrible at making eye contact and have been my whole life. If I could stay this handsome yet flabby bug until the day that I die, and I don't have to, uh, I don't have to even worry about making eye contact with anyone else because it can't happen. I think I'll be happy. Yeah, but I just I kill over at eighty three, and people are just puzzled. They're like, and he was, he was a specimen. I mean, for a for a thirty seven year old, he looked sickly, but for an eighty three year old, he was killing it. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, but uh, you're giving up a lot. I mean, you can't even look at your you can't look your wife in the eye. Your your child's graduation, everyone is like tearing up, and you're just looking down at your shoes. Oh, it's, it's rough, man. I hate to come in here belly up, but but confidence has not been a specialty of mine. And I tell you, what's been a real struggle is that improv. You got it. You always have to look at your partner, kind of read them and listen, mm. and kind of feed off of them. And that has uh, the, I've made the made up the most ground in the eye contact department over the last year out of either doing that or just flopping and failing in a big pull of my own back sweat. So yeah, it's something we're working on. But you're telling me I don't even have to work on it anymore. I can no. just you've got an excuse i can yeah i can just keep going with this health train that i'm clearly in the front car on <laughs> until the end heck yeah man oh all right all right reasonable Re- i accept this decision i accept this decision all right one more uh would you rather type situation for you you are being forced to it's this is not optional you have to learn a new language just to the point where you can hold casual conversations. You know, you don't got to know all the mm. medical terminology in the other language, but you have to be fluent enough to a reasonable degree. Uh, so you have to learn a new language, but for every word that you learn in that new language, you have to forget one English word. You can't choose it. You just forget it. Mm. So you learn, you know, burrito, boom, you just forgot armchair. Like, you, it, oh it's, it's out of your head. What language would you pick? in this deal and why man what a great question i just love so many words <laughs> i would hate to see any of them go <laughs> it's not, well it's gonna happen Ah, uh, you know a language that i really like and it's not because i'm playing uh trek to yomi or just finished up ghost of tsushima but i love the japanese language mm. i just love it it's it's so it, you can they convey so much emotion uh, through their language where you hear the same thing and maybe it's just the voiceovers I hear but all the English voiceovers just sound like mushed bananas and by comparison <laughs> like there's nothing to it I think that's the that's the language I would pick if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have to leave English behind leave my leave my favorite words like like poop and <laughs> and, and beehole behind you know great words just great slang terminology that I love. <laughs> I would rather replace it with something that's going to make me sound powerful, make me sound dignified, make me sound in control. Mm. Yeah. Got to go with that Japanese language. And plus, if I learn Japanese, I'm opening up a lot of horizons uh, for my import Sega Saturn collection. V- very true. Hopefully, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit, right? Because what if you learn some important English words that are helping you get through your current games? 
you mm-hmm. you learn enough Japanese now you can play through all these wonderful you know, Far East Eden games and whatnot. But then you try to boot up good old like down home Final Fantasy on the NES, and you're like, what? F- fight? What's fight? What's that word? <laughs> Fidget? Ah. <laughs> You're right, but I don't know. I think, honestly, I'm opening myself up to a little bit more in the gaming realm. So, yeah. I'll choose. Right. Yeah, I'll choose the Japanese. What would Fair. be your choice? Not not to turn the ta- not to turn it on you. Yeah, I know. I know it's whoa, my butt. Whoa, We're talking whoa, I, about. I'm it. the one standing. All right. I know. I know. <laughs> There's no coals on me, but you know, I think Japanese probably a good pick. I like your choice, or whatever language has like the most that can be said with the shortest number of characters. I think Chinese is a relatively dense language, so mm. you, you know you can like kind of min-max the amount of total words that you'll know by trying to learn whatever the most dense language is. You don't want anything that's a lot of embellishing and a lot of like little bits and pieces that combine in. Um, so I think that's the way I'd go. Alternatively, maybe Spanish, just because there's a lot of Spanish words that sound pretty close to their English uh, counterparts. So you'd be like, well, you know what? I forgot that one but I, I learned the same thing but with an a at the end so i can still basically use it in conversation i realized that burrito was one of your examples and i was like oh no that's a great example from earlier <laughs> if you because if you learn burrito and forget burrito you still learned burrito you're all right yeah i mean you're doing okay i had a burrito yesterday which is why it's on the mind mm, mm, they do take a long time to pass okay <laughs> well anything <laughs> my took this i mean i'm sweating down the down my back i hope i hope I hope we're getting close. Uh, you made it through. You made it through. Oh. You're sweating, but you're not burning. You're sweating, but you're not burning. Well, it's impossible to burn me, so that's good. All yeah. right. <laughs> uh, let's get into the games that we're playing now. We got to play them to beat them. I say it every time. And True. it makes sense, but some people might forget. So here we go. What are some games that you're playing now, Steve? You got, you've got you got three here. I've got two. I think it's only fair you go first and you bookend my goodness. You're you're a fair man. You're a fair man. So, uh, we're in those summer months. You know, we just passed that uh, that summer was summer solstice, summer I summer suppose. equinox. Whatever, you could whatever. say anything right now, and I'm going to nod. Yeah, you're just going to agree. We, yeah. Which passed passed the longest day of the year, we'll say. And uh, when summer comes around, I like to, I like to pop in a summertime RPG. You know, something about. Uh, having the windows open and a warm breeze coming in, sun sun setting uh, out on the horizon. It's just like it's a good vibe for an RPG. You know, maybe nice nice tall glass of cold lemonade goes well with it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? what? What what do I got that I can play? What do I got that I can uh, pop in? And I, and I finally landed on Lost Odyssey, which is uh. Two thousand nine ish or so, but it's an old one. Have you have you played this game before? I've not played it, but when anybody says, "Well, there's no RPGs on the <laughs> Xbox," someone always responds with, "What about Lost Odyssey?" Mm-hmm. And you say, "Okay, there's the there's one there's one there is one there's the one yeah." <laughs> uh, and uh, so I I popped it in. Thankfully, it is backwards compatible on the Series X, so it's pretty easy to get it up and running. And I mean, a lot of what I can tell you is things that you've probably heard about it before, but it is just Final Fantasy X in in another form. 
Like huh. if you're familiar with the layout of Final Fantasy X, the the battle system, the structure, you'll be right at home here. It's got a pretty interesting story set up. Your main character name's Kaim. Kaim. And he is a immortal. So he has they're they're not super clear. I don't think he's lived forever, but he's lived for like a thousand years. He can't die. And it, honestly, he basically is uh, afflicted with the same condition I described before, where he's just his current physical health for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, you know, he's seen tons of cities come and go, empires come and go. He's had the, dozens of families at this point. And so the like the, the actual game is taking place over, at least at, at this point, a relatively short period of time. But uh, as you're playing through... He will like recall points from his past. You know, he's an amnesiac main character, but you'll, you'll, he'll come across like two children playing on the dock of a city. They'd be like, Oh, that reminds me of another time that I was, uh, you know, on the dock in a city somewhere. And you'll get these interesting, mostly text based, but like 20 minute long text based short stories of different events from his life that are all pretty well written and pretty interesting. So that's like mm-hmm. the one thing that it does to, to mix up. And what is more traditional RPG combat. But beyond that, if you're the type of person that just wants like a nice, cozy, not too many frills JRPG, like real familiar systems, good leveling up systems, not too many weird gimmicks or mechanics to complicate the battle systems, it's it, it, it's what you're looking for, for sure. Heck yeah. And you bit off a big one here. Why Why this one? Why why Lost Odyssey? Why now? I mean, I I assume you're you're putting this towards your 2007. Uh, otherwise, you're just chewing up a ton of time for no reason. <laughs> no. After I started it, I looked at my board and I was like, oh, taking the L on this one because I already mm. played something from this year, 2007. Thank you for checking the year, but uh, yeah, it's it's it was just one that has been literally since it came out. It's been on my to do list. Like it has sat on my shelf. It was purchased buy to get one when the game was probably a year old off the shelf of a game stop and it has just you know been reshuffled with this game room 10 times but it's just never gotten pulled out and appreciated i've always meant to get around to it and i set the goal at the beginning of the year you know i said i want to play some longer games for once i am always just yeah. picking off these little boys so this one just happened to rise to the top of, of my to-do list and uh so far very very happy with it it's kind of everything i wanted it to be it is it is a great summer RPG. Phenomenal soundtrack too. Woo. Woo. It's by Mistwalker, so uh some former Final Fantasy developers, including Nobu Amatsu as the composer. So if you like that uh, oh, wow. Final Fantasy music, he has just composed an entire Final Fantasy soundtrack here in this game, and it is awesome. Man, that is incredible. A couple things I want to mention. Uh, we're not going to say picking off little boys again on this podcast. I know how you meant it, but let's not. And also, this one takes a whopping 69 and a half hours to complete, according to how long to beat Main Plus Extra. So, uh, it's you know, I'm going to say it's a nice and a half amount of time. But it's an amount of time. You're you're in for it. Are you streaming a lot of this? Probably not the whole thing, or what? What what's the plan? Nah, no streaming. I'm not looking to stream a seventy hour long RPG. I'm just playing it in my evenings as I find the time. I could see it taking seventy hours. Honestly, I could see it taking more. So this is a a four disc game. This is one of the last oh, RPGs wow. that came out that had multiple discs. Dang. And uh, I just rounded out disc one i just finished disc one 
uh, a couple of days ago, and that took me about 15 to 20 hours. A, a couple of those may have been some idle time, but, you know, right around 15 is probably where I was at. So, Jeez, or Pete. We've got some we've got some meat left on the bone still. I will say, though, I was a little bit disappointed. I have both a tip and a gripe at the same time. Oh, here we go. Rare that you get a two-for-one like that, but here you go. Absolutely. So I'm playing it on the Series X, backwards compatible. And the way that the Series X, and I think the Xbox One, did backwards compatibility for 360 games is, you know, it checks the disc to confirm that you have the game, but then it just pulls the version that they have from their servers, downloads that, and you play that version. So it's not actually reading data from the disc as you're playing it, which means that when I got to that point where it said, hey, you just finished disc one, you know, very satisfying, go go pop in disc two. I was excited. I like the ritual of popping in a new disc. You know, it's like a little mini version of marking mm-hmm. that game beat on backloggery or coming on the show and talking about it. It's like just there's just a, there's a little ceremony to switching to the second disc. I've always liked that. But as soon as it said switch to the next disc, it instantly said oh, disc swap complete because it's just playing the digital version. They just coded it to understand that that disc swap mm. is done. So I didn't get to stand up and actually pop that disc and I was, I was a little hurt. I, you know what? I stood up. I took the track myself just just to go through the motions. Wow. And you know, I see, I see an opportunity here for limited run games to release a little drive you can set beside of you to just go ahead and swap that in and out. Just to, just to, for the preservationists inside all of us, just, oh, there it is right there. Go in, go out. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you won't get it for a couple of years, but it'll still be a good piece of, of video gaming, you know, hands honorary that yeah. we all love. Very I get that though. I do, I do like uh, swiping out the disc, although there is a little part of me because I think a couple of times I've been bitten where the game has frozen during this transitional period. And typically uh, you get a save right before the games are usually pretty smart to be like, let's let's lock this up in case maybe you don't even have that second disc and we're just here in limbo for forever. <laughs> let's go ahead and save your save your work. Uh, but a couple of times growing up, I remember that maybe just Parasite Eve or something where it's like, uh, nah, nah, we're not going to be doing that right now. Your disc is too scratchy. Well, you know, you say that um, you talk about swapping the discs there like that and only needing just the one. You actually would not theoretically need to buy the whole game if you have a, one of these backwards compatible systems, you know. Mm-hmm. That's uh, interesting. A little money-saving tip. I think you could, in theory, just buy disc one, a replacement disc one off eBay, pop it in, and you'd get to play mm-hmm. the whole game. Now, granted, you have to have already paid $500 to have a Series X or whatever it is, but if you want to save <laughs> that extra 15 bucks, you could probably just buy disc one. Yeah, if you want to cut corners, definitely go ahead and buy your $500 Xbox uh, whatever. <laughs> And then get your $3 disc one. There you go. Good idea, Steve. You're always coming out with the good ideas. And you mentioned you'd already played a 2007 game, and now you're kind of double dipping. It's not going to improve your chances uh, at the end of the year. Uh, I have found that every game that I've wanted to play in the last, I don't know, five months came out in 20 friggin' 16. Every one of them. (laughs) That's the year, game. Yep, it came out in 2016. And I'm amazed, honestly, at how how that rule has worked out. Like, I'm like, ah, I want to play this. I bet it came out in 2016. Yep, it sure did. It sure did. <laughs> so I'm boned. But anyway, uh, let's, let's talk about some games that uh, I'm a playing. You know what? I'm going to skip to one that is, is actually will eventually satisfy 2015 for me. Thank God. It took me long <laughs> enough to find one. And that's The Order 1886. This satisfies both a... 2015 game and an 1886 game. So I'm going to yeah. count it. 
now. <laughs> You're good. I'm good. Have you played this one? No. People have been recommending, you know, in the same way that, you know, you say the one thing you hear about Lost Odyssey is, well, you know, it's that that's the one RPG on 360. Mm-hmm. The one thing I hear about The Order 1886 is people saying, oh, you know, it's, it's better than people give it credit for. It's short, but it's all right. That's that. I've heard that sentiment probably 30 times in my life. Are you here to echo that? Yes. Well, I don't know for sure. I'm not. I barely uh, dipped a toe in. But that is exactly why I played it is because <laughs> of that very thing. Where it's like it's not as bad as people say it was because I think it came out with to some pretty harsh, uh, well, not harsh, but really mixed reviews, commenting mostly on its its uh, its length uh, being short and maybe a lack of replay value because of that. But so far, I really like it. For 2015, it looks absolutely incredible. It is a very pretty game. And it is uh, sort of an altered past, I don't even know, maybe it's cyberpunk. It's like, Maybe not even cyberpunk. It's like a weird steampunk. That's the word I'm looking for. Steampunk. Uh, and it's following around some legendary Knights of the Round Table folk. And they're fighting uh, with guns and whatnot, uh, various half-breeds of werewolves and vampires. And there's a whole governmental thing. And it, it, when you boil it down, if you put it in a pot and you boiled it down and you took what was left and you put it on a plate, it's first-person shooter. That's what mm. it is. <laughs> I was but, say, you went all over the place. I felt like you were describing six games. You're like, yeah. So it's, I know. It's the Knights of the Round Table. It's steampunk. They got blunderbusses. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God. What, what game is this? I know. It throws a lot at you at the beginning. It has a great cinematic opening. And, and I, I really have to say, I think the, the graphics on it are really nice. Still, still really good. Uh, even seven years later, weird to say 2015 was that long ago. So far, so good. I mean, we're shooting people in the head with old, old timey guns and running around big ornate buildings in London mm-hmm. in 1886. It's, uh, it's a good time. A little weird, but a good time. I'm only about an hour in. I'm, I've probably got like two more nights with it and we're done. <laughs> perfect. Uh, it's a perfect polykill game, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you guarantee you start, it's going to show up on that now playing one episode. It's going to hit those credits mm-hmm. by the next episode. You love to see it. You do love to see it. You do love to see that. Well, here's here's a game that I've been dumping all my time into. I I did I, once again. I I would like my credit, please, Trav. Give mm-hmm. me the credit. I'm, I'm here. What do you need? I discussed this game in the coming soon last episode, and then I put my money where my mouth is, and I am here playing it now. Neon white. Can I get my credit? Let me go ahead. Let's uh, let's get a little round of applause, everybody. If you're driving, <laughs> please take both hands off the wheel and do a little applause, or just pat your knee if you're scared. Go ahead, pat that knee. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. No, I am impressed. This hasn't ha- this hasn't happened for me since unpacking. I'm happy to see it happening to you here. Good job. Way to follow through. Yeah. Every now and again, it proves that we actually actually do have an interest in the games that we show in the coming soon. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I purchased Neon White. I was very excited for it because it's Annapurna published, and I always trust that Annapurna. And weirdly, mm-hmm. as I describe this game, this will seem very much like I'm joking, but. It's developed by Ben Esposito, who made Donut County. If you're familiar with one Donut County, absolutely. It's the you know just just uh, just holing around, just holing it up, just just mm-hmm. big time holes, big time. So this is the exact opposite. It's a game where you've died and have gone to heaven, but you weren't supposed to go to heaven because apparently you've done some not so great things in your life, and so you and a bunch of other people get entered into this game. Uh, I forget the name of it, but the the idea is that these angels or these sort of like these people working on behalf of God have said, hey, we've got a little bit of a demon problem in heaven. We need to go to clean it up. 
And you are just tasked with running up to these different levels, killing these different demons. Whoever kills the most demons is going to earn an honorary place in heaven. We're giving away one golden ticket to the best demon killer. Doesn't matter what you did in your life. You get to stay in heaven anyways. So you're like, yeah, sign me up. And the way that this actually ends up playing out in the game is it's a bunch of very, uh, uh, very short, very concise, individually designed first person shooter platforming levels. So the easiest way to think of it is like Quake. Like imagine like a Quake level that and that level okay. of speed, that level of mobility, all that uh, in the level, there'll be an end gate that you need to try to get to. And then there'll be some number of demons in that level that you have to kill on your way to the end gate. Occasionally, there's no demons in the level, but that's that's the general layout. And the way you actually fight them is you'll pick up these cards that are scattered throughout the level, uh, and each card represents a gun. So it's just your basic first-person shooter weapon. So there's a card for a pistol. There's a card for a submachine gun, for a sniper rifle. And they all fire and you know, shoot the way you'd expect them to, but then they also have a discard effect that you press the right mouse button to, to trigger. And the discard effect is a mobility option. So the pistol, when you discard it, you get a double jump, one individ- one single extra jump. The shotgun, uh, when you discard it, it turns you into a fireball that shoots you in one direction for like two or three seconds. And that can be used to like get more height, get across a gap, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. So you're in these like puzzle box levels and your goal is to figure out what's the fastest way to kill all these enemies, get to the end gate using these cards and their discard abilities all at the right time uh, to try to, to to try to improve my time. And then at the end of the level, they give you your exact time down to like the thousandth of a second. And there are bronze, silver, gold, and what they call ace medals that serve as like your, your benchmarks that you're trying to hit. And it's all about just optimizing down individual seconds. You're trying to save one second, half a second, just do, just do everything just a teeny bit faster, but it's, it's so addicting after a while. It's like a speedrunner's best friend because you go in there and you're like, oh, I know I did that in 10.2 seconds, but I know I can get that sub 10. I know I can cut those 0.3 seconds off if I just took that turn just a little bit sharper, if I hadn't missed that one shot. And man, it, it it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I've watched you go at it. I've seen you and uh, you have a rival in our pal, uh, Matt Kuo. Yep. And you guys were going after each other the other night for some speed runs, and it did look fun. Uh, it did make me dizzy. I almost threw up all over my pants. I, uh, I it's mean, a lot yes. of zip zopping and zooping. It's a lot of moving very quickly. It w- it was pretty fun, yeah. So I I popped it in on stream to give some first impressions. It's it makes a very good first impression because it's a very stylish game, very mm-hmm. striking, very colorful. It's got kind of like a almost like a Sega, like a Dreamcasty kind of energy to it. Very blue sky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I don't even know how to describe, like, it. I don't know what those characters are. I don't always have the volume up, but the game shows some characters in the lower left. I don't know if those are tied to the cards or whatever, but that character art strikes me as, like, kind of like a, a, and like a an Attack on Titan or some type mm. of, uh, like, an anime, kind of dark anime vibe. So, uh, aesthetically, very interesting and kind of a... a a collection of a couple different inspirations, but I think the systems are really unique. I've never heard of a game that one lets you speed run like that, like Quake using a card system. That seems like the card already seems like a weird thing to put in a game that's like a 3D run around game. Yeah. But then having a discard ability, that's like that's that's super interesting to me. I just think that was I think that's a great idea. 
Yeah, very smart to give you a trade-off between like actual mm-hmm. firing of your weapons and then using them to navigate the levels and, and get around. It's been super fun. Like I said, I, I booted up on stream. Immediately, two or three people in my chat were like, oh, I just went and bought this game instantly. Like, yep, I saw it and <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep, I got to buy it. And one of them was Matt. And then, yeah, Matt, Matt was hopping on. He would beat my time in a level. I'd refresh live on the stream. I'd see that is so big. He just shaved 0.2 seconds off my time. So I'd hop back in there. I'd grind it for 10 minutes. And I'd be like, mm, took it back. And then he'd run off and try and beat me again. So it was a, it was a good back and forth. Very fun. And that's been the best part of the game, honestly, is uh, it shows you your, your time on like a global leaderboard, but also on a leaderboard of all your friends. And just just the competition amongst friends to try to improve times. You know, you go you look at an old level and you're like, how did he how did he do that two and a half seconds faster than me? No shot. I know for a fact that I did that one optimally or nearly optimally. Mm-hmm. And so you start getting in your head. You're like, well, maybe there's another strategy. Maybe <laughs> if I use this weapon in this other spot, I could get I could barely get up onto that roof, and then I could just you know do a little 360 no scope on that dude way across the area. But then I wouldn't have to run over there, and then I'm over in the gate and I save three seconds. Oh, so good. I can tell you've had some very sleep-filled nights since you've got this game. <laughs> not stress it a bit, but no, that's really cool. And it's it's so interesting. Uh, it's definitely not a game that I think I would be any good at, but definitely looks fun to play. Very addicting. Um, I will say, too, I, I recorded a first impressions that will should be up on my YouTube by the time this episode goes live. So people can go check it out there if they want to see some footage and hear a little more in depth. Right on, man. Check it out, everyone. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that rhyme with check, I'm trekking. I'm trekking to Yomi. Look at that segue. <laughs> Look at that segue. That's a, I mean, good job. Good job. I'm just, honestly, I'm impressed that we're both 2022 boys out here. We're, we're both out here rocking that modern. I've got to for the challenge. And <laughs> trek to Yomi. I got to do one. <laughs> Trek to Yomi looks really cool. Where's Yomi? No idea. We're heading in that direction. No, we're moving in that direction. I don't know if you know much about this game here, Steve, but it's pretty cool. It's very stylized. Uh, it's a side-scrolling action game uh, with sort of fixed, uh, has a fixed view. And so mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to be picturesque and stylish because it's all in black and white. Everything is mm-hmm. in a very gradation, black and white. Uh, it really looks like a, a an old, maybe a Japanese film from... You know, based on the Edo period uh, that was filmed in like 1938, and it kind of has that flicker, a little bit of a grain to it. You kind of feel like it's old movie, and uh, you are a, a warrior, and your village has been ransacked, your people have been attacked, and you are a young warrior, and you're going to confront the people responsible for destroying your village. And you do that one side-scrolling screen at a time. And uh, you kind of make your way through all these areas. And then you just uh, you commit to some side-scrolling combat. You know, it's a little bit like Nidhogg in that way. You got to, mm. you got to sling your sword or parry in time. You got a heavy attack and a, and a light attack. You, you, you earn some combos as you go. And a thing I really like about it, it's it's segmented very well. It has a really good pace to it. Every time you get to these shrines, you you refill your health, refill your stamina, and they have they're they're spaced out, especially at the at the beginning, very close together. Uh, but even as you go, as the game gets a little bit tougher, you can always kind of count on there being one within the next minute or so. So you never you don't have to mm. repeat long sections when you inevitably get your butt handed to you, right? So um, it's pretty cool in that way. It's I found it to be really super addictive. It's one of those games, not unlike. You know, our favorite uh, type of game, like a roguelite or like a, um, 
like a meat boy starts you back up Ooh. immediately, right? You get you you take that one to the face and you're like, oh gosh, okay, I'm ready to go. You don't even get the ang it out. <laughs> you don't even get a chance to ang it because you're already back going again. So I'm really, really liking it so far. I think it's supposed to measure in at about five or six hours. I'm probably about halfway through. And I'm having a blast. I mean, there's some there's definitely uh, some frustrating areas where I'm like, man, I am just not good at video games, but we're going to plat, <laughs> we're going to keep at it for another. I'm going to give myself 15 minutes if I'm not through this area. I'm going to quit and go to bed. And then an hour goes by and I've gone through three chapters. So it's it's really hard to put down. But Trek to Yomi. Interesting. You're making it, you're making it sound good. I actually have this one installed. I I just downloaded it the other day. But I was like, you know, I should play this game. And then I just haven't booted it up yet. So you're saying worth my time i think so yeah i think i think this is the kind of game that you would uh, enjoy just because it's so easy to pick up and play yeah. uh, i will say though and people have different tastes for this but i was using the the game uh, by default has subtitles with the uh, japanese voice acting and it sounds great I was a little bit distracted. I had a little, had a baseball game going on. I had some other stuff going on. I was wanting to pay attention to. So I was like, let me let me switch over and get that English voiceover. That way, I'm not having to concentrate so much on what's yeah. going on with the story and kind of take it in. Uh, the the English voice acting is very bad. It was very bad. <laughs> I, it was like it was like they just they found some English speakers and said, "Here, read these lines on this bus. Hurry, hurry! The bus is about to get to where we're going." And and so they they come across very flat and weird. But it, honestly, it's worth listening to for a little bit just to get some laughs. Uh, and then you All flip right. back over to the Japanese version, and you're like, "Holy shit! This mm, this is some primo." I mean, I don't know what they're saying, but I mean, it's it's very convincing. And then the the uh, the English is not. Mm. So just a heads up. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, well, you know what? I've got one last game. And even though this is probably the one that everyone wants us to belabor as long as humanly possible, I'm actually going to keep it brief. You know, I played a little bit of that TMNT, that Shredder's Revenge, which... Another 2022? What are you, what are you doing? I know. Game Pass say what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if the if the just beat it sheet is any indication, this is the one that people are playing right now. Good God. This is I hear it's one. okay. I hear a lot of people say it's okay. Yeah, they're, they're all like, okay. yeah, it's, it, it's fine. Everyone's like, the turtles are a little played out, right? Like, do we really need to go back to that time in our lives? <laughs> but, I mean, it. yeah, it is obviously very good. I'm not actually much of a beat-em-up fan. I think that I've, I've mentioned that here before. But one of the few beat-em-ups that I do have a lot of affection for is that Turtles 2, the arcade game on NES, Oh, yeah. uh, from back in the that's day. That's not the one that people go with. I expected you to say Turtles in Time. That's everyone's that's no. everyone's go-to. But you're like me. That's the one I cut my teeth on was Turtles 2. Good job. Good stuff. Yeah, I was all about that Turtles 2. And, I, I mean, I actually have not played Turtles in Time or uh, hmm. what, what's, the, what's the one on uh, Hyperstone Heist? Yeah, Hyperstone um, Heist. I've yeah. played neither of those. So, from what I've heard, this is doing... I think this is doing references to all of them. Like, mm-hmm. I imagine any mm-hmm. fan of any of those would be familiar. I will say as a, like a Turtles 2 boy coming to this one, it really does feel like, like a, just basically a new version of Turtles 2. Like right, right down to the fact that the second level takes place on the streets. You can fall into a manhole cover and it'll show your eyeballs for a second. And then your eyeballs will fall down into the manhole cover. Love it. A bunch Love of it. little robots zipping back and forth all over the level. The same... The same color of uh, enemies show up at the exact same time. You get your yellow ones, and you get your light blue ones, and all sorts of stuff. And mm. it's just a it's just a good time. We um we had 
Leah's family over for like a family slumber party kind of deal. And it was just late. We were all sitting around talking once all the kids had gone to sleep. And me and uh, Leah's brother-in-law just booted it up and we're kind of casually playing it while we were talking. And we were both like, man, this is just, it's just good. It's just, it's going down so smooth. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I didn't get too far into it because I actually have plans to, for a friend's birthday, he wants to have a big group of people over and do like the full six player co-op run through the whole game. So, um, I wanted to get you to just taste, just a little taste of it. Um, I hear you myself set up. No, that's awesome. That is awesome to hear. I've not played it yet. I'm actually holding it off for uh, a buddy who wanted to uh, play it with me. So uh, I have yet to to put it in. I've I've seen some folks stream it. I'm super duper excited to play it. Yeah. And I might I might actually uh, I could die over the weekend if I cowabunga too many times. I'm a little worried about. It. <laughs> True. Yeah. This is gotta, a this is a risky a time minimum. in your life right now. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really really is. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, all points indicate good. I'm like you. Yeah. I'm not a huge – I mean, I, I I enjoy the beat-em-ups mainly because they're mindless. That's specifically a game, specifically, that I like playing with a buddy in the room. They're the most fun when you're playing with a buddy, and I think that's part of why I don't like them is because 95% – who am I kidding? 99.9% of my – game playing time for retro games is by myself just sitting alone in the basement just plugging away at them and so yeah. uh i usually don't get what i think is the the true experience on on beat em ups i always set them aside i'm like yeah i'm gonna save that for when my this buddy comes over this buddy come comes over but they've all moved away and had kids but i still keep them off to the side, I'm like no, I don't want to play that yet because me and uh, me and the, me and other buddy, you know, maybe after our kids go through college and we retire, well, he'll come over and we'll play this game. Fifty nine years after it released, so uh, somebody please come play a beat 'em up with me. The go to stereotype for a retro game enthusiast is someone that plays a lot of beat 'em ups and loves wrestling, of which I know nothing about either. So I just don't fit mm. in with my people. Ah, well. You are a loser, but let's plug ourselves because it feels good, and that's how you win. You plug yourself because if you like what you're hearing so far, and why wouldn't you? Why would you not? Be sure to check us out on our website at polymedianetwork.com for more podcasts like Drunk Friend. Steve, you were just on a Drunk Friend, and I got to say, I'm so sorry. I fumbled your audio. I fixed it. It's good now. Please, everyone, if you listen to this and you're like, man, I tried to listen to that Steve audio, but it sounded like 15 lawnmowers were trying to assault my man. <laughs> um, that's my bad. I don't want to have to explain why. Just know that it's fixed. You can go re-download it, and uh, you'll be able to hear it, and it won't be as obnoxious as it was before. But, Steve, you are great on that show. Thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a really good time. And uh, I know you got to play the role of the concerned producer about the, the audio mm. quality, but I'll say it was a great episode. Even if you had left... It as it was, it would have been a great episode. People can go and hear a very impassioned defense. Not that it needs it, but a very impassioned defense of Chrono Cross. That's true. That was a really good discussion, I thought. It yeah. was a really good discussion. Yeah. Very enjoyable. But speaking of really good discussions, if you want to hear one all about alcohol, you can go check out Petey's Power Hour, which is hot in that season four and demands the attention of your ears. So please, go go check out Petey. Give, give her a little bit of love on what she's doing over there. She's making the best show on the network. She absolutely deserves it. And now she's bringing you those video versions of those episodes uh, that go up in the Petey's Power Minute YouTube channel. Yeah, check out Petey's Power Hour, Petey's Power Minutes, any way you can. 
convince her she's doing a great job and she should do more for sure whenever she feels like it of course uh and then please check out i've got good news for everyone i've got good news we we were able to to wrap up some tales of the no that's not true we still got one more episode to record but the first episode of the newest season has hit a few ears via the patreon patreon.com forward slash polykill and a new episode will be dropping on this monday which will be because we're changing the release schedule for Steve the day after this comes out. So you can <laughs> you can listen to this on a Sunday while you're like, gosh dang, I didn't know Polykill's a Sunday show. Boom. Tomorrow you got Tales of Lesser Medium, then boom, Tuesday you got nothing because we came out on Sunday. So we're sorry about that. But uh, I'm excited for everyone to hear the new Tales of Lesser Medium. I think that uh, some of our best work, certainly Caleb did a really good job with the scripts on that one. So check those out. Hopefully you laugh a lot. And I do want to shout out one more plug here, Steve, before I hand it back to you. Yeah. On July 8th. So you'll hear us on Sunday. You want to hear us again for a couple of weeks. Our next, next episode will come out after July 8th. Uh, there will be a new podcast on the network on that day, Friday, July 8th. Um, It'll, it'll feature myself, unfortunately. I know a lot of you are like, oh, we were hoping for a new voice. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm not editing it, so it has lower chance of fail rate as the other podcasts do. But <laughs> it, it's called Uncle Doug's DVD Bin. I'm doing it with my pal Kevin. Kevin, I met through uh, Improv. He and I do improv together for uh, Roanoke's premier improv group, The Big Lick Conspiracy. I met Kevin through that funny guy, fantastic guy, great podcaster great voice uh, you're gonna love it so uncle doug's dvd been a movie review podcast featuring me someone who very casual with movies and kevin who has a really sexy voice you put those two things together you get casual you get sexy you get a sexy casual podcast about movies you can't go wrong <laughs> july 8th keep an ear out for that check it out now i don't want to put you on the spot but are you teasing what that first movie is going to be or are you keeping that one close to the vest uh it's going to be about hmm it's going to be about dirty dancing, and there's no better way oh. for two grown men who hardly know each other than to come together podcasting on the topic of dirty dancing, watching it together, and then talking about it for an hour or so, having some laughs, having some fun. Nothing tops that, Steve. So, yeah. with that context in mind, hopefully everyone else, everyone's salivating even more slobbery. Yeah, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm slobbering. You probably hear it dripping onto the, my onto my mic right now. Mm, so. I have to go edit that out, but that's yes, I could hear it. Yeah, it's not good audio balance to put your mic directly underneath your mouth. But you know what? <laughs> so we all make mistakes, okay? You know what? I'm not making a mistake when I suggest to you Indie Quest, which is your premiere. That's, that's new. I'm, I'm picking that up from you. I'm liking that. It's my pre- premiere podcast all about indie mm. games. If you want to learn about a bunch of cool indie games, both old and new, you can come check us out on IndieQuest, where we're building a quest log of all the cool indies that you should check out. We just released a new episode, and we brought some good stuff. We brought, uh, I'm not going to give away what the games are, but we brought something that's a little more recognizable, and we brought something that I almost can guarantee no one has heard of before. We're uh, we're delivering on the goods. So, please, go check out IndieQuest. Give it a listen. While you're doing it, please hop onto whatever platform it is that you're listening to that or this or any podcast that's part of this network and leave us a review. <laughs> leave us a little bit of that five stars. Let us know that we did good. And uh, we appreciate that. It helps out the show very, very much. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just me, but those indie quests, they seem to get better every episode. Is that your feel? Do you feel like, gosh dang, these are just getting sh- sharp as a pencil? Yeah. The, unlike Polykill. Which right. is just a slow deterioration. We're we're over the hill and we're feeling the aging hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Indie Quest is it's a young buck. It's mid twenties, full of it's full of <laughs> vigor, spit and vinegar. 
else. Well, or that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we also have a Patreon. So if uh, if we've sold it, if we sold it here enough, you know, Polykill obviously on the way down, IndieQuest on the way up. Some things are starting. Some things maybe near the end. Who knows? Uh, please support us. Visit Patreon.com forward slash Polykill. It keeps the light on the website. Keeps everything nice, hosted. Keeps everything on the up and up. Uh, we really appreciate all your support. And if you do that, you get early access to all kinds of stuff. Nest friend videos, the occasional PD's Power Minute. We've been doing some some funny improv board meeting videos, which I think have gone really well. So get in there and check that out. And you can join the Discord, hang out with some of the nicest gosh dang people I've ever met. Too dang true? Gosh, my. To, to quote my my good host, Captain Drachma, best place on the internet so he always says it's best place on the internet it really is i don't know why he has he hasn't been in there for two weeks so i don't know what he's been doing but he's, uh, he's nostalgic is. for it but yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> i guess so and finally if you want to reach out to the show you can get a hold of us via email at polykillpodcast at gmail.com and finally finally we never say this but i'd be remiss not to at least call it out once uh if you like the show if you like this show or any of the shows the best thing you can do is just tell other people about the shows just mm-hmm. word of mouth helps us more than anything else so if you're appreciating it uh feel free to recommend it to a friend that that's really how we get more people more earballs tuned in yes great point glad you did that because that is the easiest way uh for us to to find new ears is for you to find them for us so thank you all right, now let's talk about the games we've beat. My favorite part oh, of the show. No, nah, we should probably, favorite... just, probably probably just go right past this part. I think. Actually, you know what, Steve? I'm going. I'm going. To, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you stew for just a second. What I want from you is to tell us real quick while we're transitioning out of the uh, very long plug. What time will people hear you on the couch? Do you know what time we will hear you on that sweet, sweet couch? Yes. Yeah, so you know. These are the schedules always subject to change for games done quick, but Sancho will be running Eco at 5 p.m. on Monday, July 27th. Now that's 5 p.m. Central Time, so do whatever math and conversion into whatever your time zone is. But June 27th or July? June 27th. June 5 o'clock p.m. Tune in. You're going to see. Here's what you're going to see. First of all, you're going to see Eco, a very good Mm. game. You're already, that's already a win. If I don't even say any more words, you're already having a good time. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you're going to see Sancho Panda looking dapper. That dude's always looking sharp and he's going to be looking the sharpest he ever has. So And then tall. in the background on the couch, you'll see me supporting my good friends. So uh, please go, go watch, support Sancho's run. Uh, again, that's on the Games Done Quick Twitch channel on Monday, June 27th at 5 p.m. Central. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm going to let you segue back into Eco here in just a second. But right now, I'm going to take it from you. We're going to get into these credits. And I'm going to shout out, and I, I did it before when I brought this game up, but our pal Topspot123, check out his YouTube. Great stuff over there. He's yeah. going to start streaming soon, my man. Very excited. I've been screaming at this man. I'd say, this, you have too much raw power, raw charisma to only be on one platform, buddy. The YouTube's mm-hmm. good. But we need to spread those wings a little bit. And he's coming. He's going to start doing a little Twitch streaming. Very happy. I'm already, I'm, I'm just ramping up. I'm like ready to raid him. I'm like, come on, let's let's send some love to Top Spot. I can't wait. I know. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. People are asking me all the time, why don't you get a little more off the internet? And people like Top Spot 
needs to get a little more on the internet. So yeah. there could be a trade-off here. For every bit that Top Spot does, I'll take something off. I'm sure that'll make everyone happy. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm shouting out Top Spot because if you remember back when we had a few of our friends on uh, for a podcast episode a couple weeks ago, uh, he mentioned Slayaway Camp, which was a game that I'd always kind of had in the back of my head. Is like, that's just a mobile game that somebody decided to put on an Xbox. That's dumb. I don't want to play. I don't want to play Candy Crush on my <laughs> Xbox. Get out of here. Was it Bejeweled? Get that out of my face. Uh, but but he sold it really well. All he really had to say was slasher with 80s style. Honestly, 80s style. I'm a sucker. Yeah. I'm nostalgic for the 80s. I barely even lived through it, right? I was Same, yeah. I, I lived a year and a half of the 80s for me. It's like I was a, I was a baby. Yeah. But I love that. I just love the aesthetic, the music, the feel, the clothes. I love all of it. And the horror movies, of course, make up a big part of the uh, the culture. Slay Away Camp riffs on all of that. I've already talked about it. You get your... It's themed levels by these little made-up uh, VHS tapes, and each scene you're running through in this Sokoban. Is it Sokoban? Yeah. Am I saying it right? Sokoban yep. puzzles, trying to trying to murder people and, and meet the, the objective. Super duper fun, and I managed to get through all the little movies there. It also has, and I don't play these often. I'm very much an A to Z, like, let's just get the credits guy. Very yeah. rarely do I do I venture out, but uh, there's one little mini game in there, where, and, and it's super simple. It's playing all these little kill scenes in the background. And again, it's not too gory because it's like basically Minecraft on steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you go, it's like this little timer. It's like, I don't know if you have you ever played a, uh, a sports game like, you know, sometimes the, the free throw mechanic or the field goal mechanic. You got to like there's a little meter move and you got to hit it just right on the center. Like right in the center there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's basically that minigame over and over again. You got to keep nailing this thing and getting all of these kills, but the little window that you can, the little sweet spot keeps getting smaller and smaller and the, and the little meter gets faster and faster. And you got to see how many in a row you can get. And if you get to, uh, I think if you get to like five, you get an achievement. If you get to 10, you get an achievement, 20. And the last achievement, it's 25. And you think that doesn't seem too bad. Just bang, 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 25. But by the time you get to around 21, 22, it's zipping. And that little thing is super (laughs) duper small. And I, Honestly, I tried that for like two and a half hours because I'm not even an achievement hunter, but because I got to 23 one time, mm. I knew 25 was in reach and I got bad news. <laughs> Wasn't. We never got there. No. Oh. Uh, I think me getting to 23 was a fluke because after that, getting to even 20 was tough. But I got stuck on that for forever. So there's a lot to love about Slay Away Camp. Extremely highly recommended. I think you can play it in just about as many places as you can play Skyrim. So there's no excuse. Play it. Yeah. It's great. It's all over the place. And yet another one that, on, again, on Top Spot's recommendation, because he's the voice I trust, downloaded it onto my mobile cellular device, but I have not yet played it. So, feel a little guilty. You'll have a blast. It's so full of personality. It's really good. Heck yeah. Well, what's going on, man? So, I brought I brought my Travi 2 beats. I haven't even gotten to my second game yet. Um, what's, going, what's going on with you? Did you? Oh, you forgot to add it into the sheet. I'm com- yeah. That's why... I, so I think yeah. I learned something about, you know, I did a little introspection. I learned a little something about myself. Apparently, you know, I I get my many, many, many beats each episode. Uh, apparently, I get all of them between Thursday and Saturday before <laughs> we record every other week. I must jam them all into the back half because, I mean, technically, I'm not bringing you, I'm not bringing you nothing, okay? I'm not coming up. I'm not flipping the pockets inside out and a moth flies out, but I might as well. I'm flipping the pockets inside out and like a dime falls out. And then I think (laughs) I'm not going to bend down and pick up a dime. That's That's the world's dime now. That's the earth's dime now. Yeah. But the only thing I've beaten 
since we last spoke is Eco, which only kind of half counts because I speed run it. So it takes me an hour and a half to beat it and I'm doing it constantly. 99% of the time, I don't bring this to the show because, yeah, I mean, I'm, well, I'm always doing it. it. Yeah. But when you're looking at a blank piece of paper, you got, you got, you got to just put, you got to write a name down. <laughs> you got to write, write a name something. down. And it just so happens, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect time. You got you got to segue back into that. You're going to be hanging out on a couch behind a man who can dominate this game. Yeah, exactly. There's only three people in the world, two people in the world, two or three, depending on how you're tracking it, in the world <laughs> that can do this game faster than me, and he's one of them. So, uh, as as you know, as a good friend to do my due diligence, you know, I haven't speed run this game in a month or two. I was like, you know, I should I should dust off uh, the controller. I should shake off some of the rust, and I should get back in there, do a couple of runs, refamiliarize myself. You want to you want to remember the little intricacies that might fall out of the back of your brain, so that when they come up during his run, you can explain to them in in exact detail from recent memory exactly what's going on. So I wanted to make sure I had all that uh, muscle memory back, all that all the like little little details back in my mind, and it's it's been good. I will probably do at least one or two more before that Monday run. Uh, in fact, actually, Sancho and I will at some point uh, in the coming week, either Sunday or on my regular Tuesday stream or possibly both, um, we'll be doing some streams of Eco Co-op, which you may not even know exists. No, but I did not. There's a co-op mode when you beat Eco that you can have someone with a second controller control Yorda. And there's a separate category on the leaderboards for it that is essentially empty because it's, you know, it's not a very popular speedrun game. And amongst that, it's very rare that there's two speedrunners in the same place to do a co-op run. But we will be together and doing that. So uh, you'll get to see some more uh, co-op speedruns. It'll be a good, good time. That is interesting. Well, you'll certainly be at the top of the leaderboard given that. And I imagine that is a rare feat because not only does someone have to just sit there while someone else speedruns the whole thing, then you got to be ready to do it again. Uh, so, and I imagine it's faster because isn't Yorda the person or the, the, isn't she the slow part of the whole game running around, not doing, not, not paying yep. attention? Yep. You can always make sure that she gets to the right spot, takes away all of her mm. RNG and, and yeah, it's very uncommon. There's one, there's one power couple that, that rocks the top of the leaderboards where they just like happen to both know the game and they're always constantly improving the, the world record for that category. So it's not completely without runners. It does have some talent behind it, but mm. I think, I think. When you take Sancho and I, the two top active runners, we we put up we can put up something 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 to impress those leaderboards. I think we we can get ourselves right. up there. Well, I can't wait to see it, my dude. Good luck to you, and uh, uh, hope I'll probably have to catch it on the replay. I'm t- Mondays at five is a bad time for me, but hopefully it's a good time for everyone out there. So please check it out. Is five Eastern or five Central? Which night? Which one? Uh, five Central. And and if oh. you can't make if you can't make it live, I mean, I'd encourage anyone to make it live because one. It's for a great cause, and if you can donate, oh, please sure. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, if you, for whatever reason, if life gets in the way, Games Done Quick is very quick about uploading all the runs to their YouTube channel. So within a day, probably, that mm-hmm. VOD will be up and available to watch on the Games Done Quick YouTube. Excellent. Well, you know, uh, six Easterns even worse, but that's okay. We, <laughs> people get out there and watch Steve. Support Steve. Support Eco. Support Games Done Quick. Support all the charities involved. Please do it. Um, I have no segue into my other game. Now that we've, I have to lambast you a little bit. Oh, no, you didn't beat any games or duh, you big dummy. Okay, now I feel better because one time I brought in two Land Before Time games and I still haven't heard the end of it. So the other game that I finished, well, that's fine. (laughs) The other game that I finished, Uncharted 4. So year year of the sequel, 
We're just, we're just banging them out. I've I've banged out three Uncharted's because I I played two when it came out years and years ago, back before I cared about anything like chronology. Yep. And so this year I finished one, three, and four, and have I had a blasty blast doing that, man. It's been great. The last game was fantastic. So good. Still wows me with its with its visuals. I love I love how forgiving it is with uh, a lot of the wall traversal. Yeah, I mean, people people often knock that where they're like, oh, you know, it basically plays itself. And I'm like, I I don't know that I really want that part to be challenging. I just want to see him do a bunch of cool flips and swings and stuff. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there because it it has the potentiality to be very aggravating because there's so much of that. Yeah. And as you're playing it, you're like, man, it's really cool how they work these animations specifically to these points that uh, I feel like in the first Uncharted, everything was kind of formulaic and everything was like a set distance apart and everything. But this is like these landscapes and these rock formations are, uh, you know, all of them are very unique. And just to see that he's animated perfectly through all that, I don't know. I thought it was visually astounding and I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I, I am blown away by like how much I buy into his ability to just pull off this, this shit just just on a whim he's like all right all right because he's talking to his brother he's like yeah man uh be careful uh i'm gonna go first and then just like one shot takes a rope wraps it around a thing about 50 yards from him it somehow ties itself in a perfect knot and then he's able to swing across a giant gulf and then release and catch on some rocks on the other side and shimmy <laughs> a little bit and then his brother lands beside of them and it's fine and i'm like you how is life? How I can't. I, ugh. I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I, not to be the guy that's like, oh, Uncharted's uh, uh, not realistic, but I do. I do often have the thought, and not just in Uncharted, but especially in Uncharted, where anytime like Nathan Drake leaps and like just lands like with his waist on the ledge, like the side of a cliff or something, and just pulls himself up. Think about how I, no shot I could ever pull myself up hanging <laughs> off a cliff like that. Even one time, even in the best of circumstances in the most ideal conditions I couldn't do it. And he's regularly like hanging by his fingertips off the end of crumbling ruins for, for 10 straight minutes without any rest. And I'm like, good God, man. Yeah, no, it's, and I think the, the, the jarring part is that he does all of those super acrobatic things, which are, which are super fun to watch. And I, yeah. I love that part of the games. Um, but then he'll, he'll go on and have just like a normal conversation with somebody and never yeah. bring up like, hey, you wouldn't believe what I just pulled off. <laughs> uh, and by the way, my fingers are super <laughs> sore from all the right. My, my, my arms, my shoulders are, are wrecked from all of these flips and stuff. He's just like, hey, Elena, happy to see you here. I just I just got here. Like, not that I just traversed 15 canyons, murdered 363 guys, <laughs> totaled a Jeep. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on, at least bring it up. I know. He not never once does he say, "Did did you see that? Did you see what I just did?" And if he does, it's like it's usually because he like shot an exploding gas barrel and it was exciting. It's like that was that's not the impressive part, man. Yeah, I've been doing that since the Doom days, my brother. Yeah, you holding yeah. on to a ledge by literally your pinky was the part that got me. But anyway, they're super duper fun, and uh, I'm. A little sad that the ride's over with, but I still got that lost legacy I can plug through to scratch a little bit of an itch. True. I'll say now. It makes sense now why you've been enjoying these Uncharted games. Hmm. Wink, yeah. wink, wink. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess that does it for credits. Uh, we can find out what everybody else is beating. Why don't we do that? I would love for the polykill community to come in and save me because I am 
crashing and burning here. I got nothing. So please, who do we have here to to help make up for my my disappointment? Man, the guy begs me to do a podcast or wakes me up in the middle of a Thursday evening and then doesn't come with any games beaten. Yeah. I swear. But let's see who who around here is actually doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is beating games. We got a runner up, and we've got a poly killer. And what a good <laughs> what a good solid group here. What a good Love solid you, group. You were surprised this time. Oh, would you look at that? We've got, we've got a poly killer too today. How cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my surprise was uh, I was like, oh, that explains why I haven't seen this guy in the Discord the last few days because he's been, you know, just plowing, just plowing. Just been plowing. <laughs> just plowing. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll tell you who the poly killer is here in just a second. But first up, our runner-up, Muddy River 68, my favorite former Nebraskan. He finished the Simpsons arcade game, X-Men the arcade game, New Adventure Island, and NFL 2K. Man, that is that's a Trav group of games right there. Yeah. Knock out some arcade games and then hop in, whip through an NFL 2K playoff series. Hell yeah. That is a comfy, comfy lineup and you know what else is comfy this just feels good to me our poly killer our buddy round two gaming i love to mm-hmm. see him on the throne every now and again he'll pop up with like just a bunch of games then you won't hear from him for a couple episodes and then bam yeah I, he re- that's true he really when he shows up he shows up that that is true it's like is he like a like a like a fishboat captain somewhere, and he like he goes, he's out on sea for weeks, then he comes home, beats a bunch of games, then he's back out to the water. I don't know. Uh, 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 Actually, I know for port. a fact. I know for a fact that's not his job, but uh, it might as well be. So, what, yeah. what game? What game is here to Dean knock off? Oh, round two gaming. He knocked off. Don't look back. Jumping Flash, Intelligent Cube, Fantavision, and Ape Escape. Now he's mm. he's clearly been enjoying that new PlayStation Plus, that premium tier. You can tell based on the games he chose that he's been playing some of those PS1 classics, you know, maybe earning some PS1 classic trophies. I'm proud mm. of you. I'm proud of you, buddy. And finished Fantavision, which sounds like a drink, but <laughs> it's uh Looks like here, I'm reading about it here. It's a real-time puzzle video game involving fireworks that came out on the PlayStation 2, believe it or not. Had no idea. Yeah, very, very early PS2 game. Um, Cool beat. Good beat. Very proud of you. Heck yeah. Uh, Before we get to the random beat tweets, I do want to remind everyone, if you'd like your name read out here because you're so awesome at beating so many games, well, you can... Take a screenshot. Well, first you got to beat the game. Take the screenshot. Well, first you got to get a Twitter account, then take a screenshot, beat the game, write a little something about it, put it up on Twitter, hashtag just beat it, just like that Michael Jackson song. But then you want to at Polykill so that we know it's not about that Michael Jackson song. And then we'll read it out <laughs> here if it's good. Otherwise, if you beat a bunch, you could be as awesome as Dean, our champion. Uh, but speaking of Dean, let's get into some random beat tweets. First one here is from the man himself, round underscore two underscore gaming. He says... Had heard great things about Don't Look Back by Terry Cavanaugh, and finally got around to playing it. Glad I did. A charming lo-fi flash game with eerie music, an intriguing story, and a healthy bit of challenge throughout. And looks it looks primitive visual visually, but uh, not not unspooky. Yeah, very interesting. I don't hear a lot from Terry Cavanaugh. Terry Cavanaugh did VVVVVV. So mm. good pick, good pick. Next up here we've got at Pobrasepu. Says, hi, Polykill. 
I just beat Castlevania III Dracula's Curse for the NES. I'm so glad they returned to the first one's style for this. It's fun, but it gets so damn hard by the last levels. It's my 1990 beat for the challenge. Good 90 beat there. Leonardo, my man, Castlevania three. That you should count that for four years. That game's hard as hell. <laughs> that's so true. That's yeah. That's that, that's a feat. Way no to be kidding. Yeah, good job. Uh, we got another retro champion here. Our pal Greg at Real LHC. Greg, uh, you finished Ang Band. Am I saying that right? Ang Band. I had never heard of this game until this tweet, so... <laughs> all right, all right. A-N-G-B-A-N-D, Angband, a roguelike I first played in the 90s and have come back to every several years. I've come close before, but never got a win until today with a kobold rogue. Games can drag on a bit, but it's a good time. The final battle was epic. I can't even make out. These screenshots look like something out of the movie War Games. Yeah, so if he calls it a roguelike. I don't know if it's emulating the old style of mm. uh, roguelike but like this is like a true roguelike like it looks like the game rogue it is oh yeah yeah we're, we're looking at like screenshots that's just like printouts from a mainframe it is it is not not any it's, it is no rogue legacy i'll tell you that man what if what if greg actually hacked the mainframe and disguised it as a beat he's like i just i just hacked into the <laughs> <laughs> to the Soviet government. I was like, well, you're a little late, but that's what you did a good job. Yeah. Did a good job. The thing that throws me most off is that he, he says he comes back to it every several years. There's more of a story than this tweet is telling me, but good I beat. Know. Great beat. I love seeing stuff like this. So true. Next up here, we got A.G. Rowe, my good friend, says he just beat Super Perils of Baking by Lily Mo Games. This game is awesome. I really think Steve would dig this one. Oh, thank you. Maybe I'll check Hey, that's out. you. Yeah. He says, oh, oh, and then he, and then he panders. He immediately switches into pandering, and he says, oh, and there's two <laughs> trophy lists. PS4 trophy list, a little easier, but the PS5 one is quite difficult. Pretty neat. Very uh-huh. cool. Very cool. I mean, I had never heard of this game, but uh, obviously we'll check it out now. Super Perils of Baking. Interesting. Sometimes I'm just wondering, are people making it up in the beat tweets? I have no idea that this is a real game. Are you just making up games and stealing screenshots off kids and posted them on here what's going on all right uh next up another one i've never heard of this one from our pal church who i have heard of at the game grinder he finished in sound mind a first person psychological survival horror game and just dialed it right up for me didn't he yep. he's like he might as well have put my name in here why don't i get a shout out church uh but he says it's a first person psychological survival horror game it has a somewhat unique story experience that delves into struggles of mental illness while sympathetic to its characters gameplay is standard and little janky at times but enjoyed it Man, janky, scary, psychological. I'm all in. In sound mind. Not heard of it, but uh, I, will, I will seek it out. This is one of the few games that I impulse purchased this year. I saw this game on the shelf of a GameStop and picked it up. So I'm here I'm here to uh, to announce Church. Thank you for calling it janky. That makes me happy. <laughs> makes me feel like I made a good decision. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got Hungry Bill at HB Pizza Bandit, who says, Fear 2 on the PS3. Solid shooting action, including a nice slow-mo mechanic. Mm. Creepy atmosphere goes well with the engaging story. Long levels, but generous with checkpoints throughout. I will definitely grab the other games in the series when I see them. Very good. Good beat. I've never played any of these Fear games, but I'm proud of you for finishing one. 
I played the, I don't think I played the third one. I definitely played the first two and uh, a lot of office spaces. It's a lot of cubicles. <laughs> shooting shooting scary people in a lot of cubicles. Yeah. It was a good time though. I remember playing it uh when I lived alone in a creepy apartment. So um yeah. Anyway, thanks for taking me down that memory lane, uh, Bill. But yeah, good good stuff. Up next, our guy Weedo at Weedo. Just beat it. Halo three, two thousand seven. Kill some aliens as a dollar store doom slayer to save a nude hologram lady. It's a decent enough game with fun enemy AI and freedom for a linear game hindered by limited weapon carriage and ammo scarcity. Couldn't make sense of the story either. Uh, I've never understood what's going on in a Halo game at all. It's like, all right, there's a a see-through woman talking to me. I'm wearing a football helmet and I can't drive a Jeep very good. That's it. Yeah, at some point, like I'm going to be tensely racing to or from a control center and that's about all i know but yeah know. it's it's been regularly requested for tales and i'm like is there a story <laughs> do, <laughs> do i just get to make it up because i will <laughs> i think you'd enjoy it uh good stuff next up also good stuff our friend jjs boys boys says just beat it retro game challenge two like the first game, it's an instant favorite, bigger and better. This title also takes you to a fictionalized 80s NES era with a st- with a series of retro-styled titles, but expands into Sega, Game Boy, and Super Nintendo. Play this any way you can. And this is mm. interesting because, as far as I know, this game is only released in Japan, so he must have some way to be playing an English-patched version of it. He might have actually... Uh, posted this information somewhere but very cool the first retro game challenge is a lot of fun so happy to see you going further in that series yeah he does say play this any way you can so apparently he had to play it any way he could and did yeah Uh, up next our guy tap spot one two three he says i was very excited to see the original lucky's tail spruced up and added to the quest meta 2 store and i snapped it right up it's a fun but simple romp, and I just beat it. The control is much floatier than it should be, but that didn't harm my enjoyment. Looks great, too. And as someone who is a fresh new owner of a Quest 2, I refuse to say Meta 2, as of a Quest 2, <laughs> uh, this is speaking to me. I might have to try this out. Heck yeah. I mean, Lucky's Tale, the non-VR versions are all very good, and it started in VR. And again, Top Spot, thank you for always providing our doctor recommended minimum daily dose of vr beats he's out here doing doing the work and now i as a consumer of the of the vr i'm all in for those rec all those recommendations top spot Mm -hmm. give them to me one two three at a time please sir next up we got muddy rivers 68 says i just rolled credits on the simpsons arcade game because my new friend alex who's half my age and twice as good as video games, and I just beat it. Thanks to free play, I didn't have to take out a second mortgage to do it either. Such a great time at the 16-bit bar in CLE. Is it Cleveland? That'd be Cleveland, bud. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. Good Can't think Cleveland. of anything else it could be, to be honest with you. But, uh, no, that's cool. I, You know what? I need to just go out and find me a buddy to beat some beat-em-ups with. That's what people are doing. Sometimes you got to go get the buddy. I'm out here waiting for the buddies to come to me. I'm losing my mind. I know. And people out there, they're shouting at their, I don't know, just in their car, probably, wherever they're listening to this podcast. They're saying, 
you idiots, there's two of you. Why don't you just play the beat-em-ups together? We're not friends. We are co-workers. No. You, would you play beat-em-ups with your co-workers? Think about your co-workers. You going to play beat-em-ups mm. with them? No. Weird. 100% not. First of all, Steve, much better gamer than me. And second, I again, I stress, I think the beat-em-up is better with a bro in the room. Because then you yeah. can high-five when the beat-em-up goes good. Oh, you love to get that high five. Mm, touching mm. palms together. So oh, I love it. I love it. Up next, our pal Dylan Charles. Uh, we had to have one of these in here and it had to be Dylan's, didn't it? TMNT Shredder's Revenge. He says, I go back and forth on brawlers. Usually I get bored about halfway through, but Shredder's Revenge keeps things lively through its 16 stages. Nice nostalgia trip, and I'd recommend it for folks who grew up with those early games. That says it about right. Can, they can get a little stale, but, uh, you know, every now and again, you find one that uh, is pretty good. 16 stages seems long. Yeah, it that does seem long because I played four or five stages and I felt like, you know, I could feel like I'm about halfway through this. But apparently I was not. So, mm, gosh, damn. Uh, yeah, good stuff. And, you know, again, I'll take a moment to just congratulate everyone out there who also beat TMNT Shredder's Revenge, uh, which is yeah. half of our listener base, I think. So, hey, Kawabunga to all you. I'll, I'll spin oh. one for you. Uh-oh, I'll spend one for you. Man, yeah. that's how much he cares about you. Yeah. Next up here, we've got the old-ass retro gamer at OA Retro Gamer, who just beat Halo Infinite on the Xbox One X. Super cool entry in the series that switches things up a bit by going open world. Great story, graphics, music, gameplay, you name it. It played and looked fantastic, even on older hardware. Which is weird that we're now calling the Xbox One X older hardware, but yeah, I get it, I get it. And uh, congrats, more Halo love. Yeah, man. Two Halos, one podcast. Is it possible? My gosh. Halo Infinite, I don't think I've played that one. That's the newest one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the newest one, but I haven't played it either. Okay. Okay. Uh, up, up next, our pal Caleb J. Ross. You can find more of him over on the Tales of Lesser Media podcast. Check it out. Uh, he says, hey, Polly Kill, I just beat Ghostwire Tokyo. What a great surprise. I expect a little, but got a genuinely great game. skyrim magic combat, the good parts of Ubisoft open world, and heavy control vibes. The game control. So that's talking it right up. I mean, you dropped yeah. a Skyrim reference, which I know, Steve, you've not played, but let me just go ahead and tell you the magic combat. Pretty tasty. Uh, the good parts of an Ubisoft <laughs> open world. Are we talking climbing stuff, looking at where you're at, and then going and, co- and fighting things that you found? And Ooh. then control... I'm not as big on it as others, but I mean, I understand that Control has good vibes. Are we? T- did he just describe a perfect game? I I think he did. And again, people have been describing this game in a way that feels squarely targeting me. They've been like, you know, it's it's like a it's like a pretty good, you know, like a double A kind of like a like an action game that'd be on PS2. It feels like a good comfy PS2 kind of game, like a little bit of jank, but it's good overall. Mm. And I'm I'm just salivating. I'm just like, give me whatever it is that you are <laughs> scooping onto my plate. Good God. Oh man. Well, uh, this is uh, moving it up the charts for me as well. Now here's when you talk about jank, we're talking about this next game coming up. I'm going to let you read this, but I just think it's a perfect segue. I don't know if you planned this. I did not, but as I scroll down, I'm glad at the order that these tweets are showing up. Speaking of jank, we've got the jank master himself. Now, that's me. He's the second jankiest <laughs> master himself. Rusty Lewis at Ari Lewis 2011 says, I think jank is used too often nowadays to describe games but you might as well put the box art for Magus next to jank in the dictionary. <laughs> the epitome of jank. 
Not in the it's still fun to play kind of way either. On that point, we disagree. He says it's an easy <laughs> platinum, though, so I can't complain. I think this game is amazing to play, uh, but I would also put it next to jank in the dictionary. This this is some jank right here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I can remember you bringing it up uh, not too many episodes ago. And, you know, it's still fun. I still think about this game sometimes. You described it yeah. with just how immensely janky it was. And I went and I watched some videos when you were talking. And I was like, man, this really is maybe yeah. the jankiest game of all. We should have a jank off where we rank the jankiest games that are still fun to play. Uh, you might have to do it by generation because I know that, that the jank definition can shift over time. But uh, like a 3D open world janker? I mean, Ooh. are we talking Magus as the king? Because there's plenty out there. Honestly, it'd be a good contender. I'm down for a jank off Sunday, some some day. <laughs> I'll jank off in the same room as you. I was gonna say maybe we can get on Twitch and people can watch us jank off together. Oh, wait, I... or people can watch while we jank off. I don't. There was some. There was a joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, here we got our pal Vire Forty Five, Panzer Paladin on Switch. He says it doesn't respect your time. Instant kills in pits, spikes in lava, scarce checkpoints, big levels, and only one bonus life per level ruined. A 9 out of 10 experience for me. Everything else about the game is fantastic. Emboss bailed, and then he ends the tweet. That's that's one tweet of two. The second tweet's out there somewhere. But I get from this so far, not his favorite game, despite what I'm seeing here with these screenshots, a pretty handsome game. I love this game. I'm surprised to see Fire go in so hard on it. And oh I'm gosh. especially surprised that it's like, you know, he's he's taking it taking it to task. Like he is ripping it apart. And then he just like casually drops a nine out of ten experience. I'm getting mixed messages here. <laughs> like like is are all those complaints you just gave your explanation for why it's went from a ten down to a nine? Like mm. uh, Viar, explain yourself, but no. If you, if there were things about it you didn't love, I respect that. But for me personally, I thought Panzer Paladin was a lot of fun. One of the best retro style like modern platformers that i've played in a very long time just phenomenal yeah again the screenshots look great and almost sell me and then i have to read these words and i'm like oh i don't know i don't know so i'm caught in the middle caught in the middle do you want to get caught in something steve you want to get that no, butt caught in a no. hot in a hot chair do you want to get that no bring yeah. that bring that sweet took us over here propped up by those two mm. big old minnesotan tenderloins because i'm about to roast them <laughs> About to roast. Oh, medium rare, please. About to slap him on the grill. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to vamp because I forgot that I wrote down your questions in an app on my phone uh, while my daughter was watching Princess and the Frog. Here we go. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious about this with you. This isn't. This isn't just. Uh, this isn't just any normal question. I am curious. What's the longest you've gone without playing a video game in the last month? I was just thinking about this the other day. So I was thinking about a version of this question, not in the last month, but I was like, I wonder what the longest I've gone without playing games is. You know, since I turned like eighteen or something, since I like had money and could buy games, and it probably has not been too terribly long. But I was going to say a year, but I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe he would, maybe, maybe you would have to, you know, waft a little bit thinking about it. So I narrowed it down to a month. But in general, I mean, I don't know. You take the time however you want. But I'm curious to know what your, what your, what is it, uh, your your TB 
uh, time between your TBG. What's your time between games typically? <laughs> uh, we're acronyming it now. Okay. Um, you know, honestly, the longest I've gone without playing any games in the last month, probably like two, two days, maybe. Really? Okay. Maybe a day and a half. I would say that most of my um, most of my days are kind of like my my goal is to power through that work day, get my obligations out of the way, so I can have my unwind time. And you know, I've I've been oft criticized for this, but I'm not much of a movie guy. I'm not much of a TV guy, so my unwinding is games. And so. Mm-hmm. Most days I can squeeze in at least 30 minutes. Plus, when you factor in that I have the Twitch streams that happen every other day, uh, it would it would have to be like a, like I played something Sunday night and then didn't have any time to play a game on Monday and then uh, didn't play anything until my stream on Tuesday. That's probably the longest stretch I've I've gone. In the last year, it's probably been maybe, I would say maybe like four to five days. What? Oh, wow. It'd be, it'd be whatever the va- longest vacation I took in that period of time, probably. You didn't even take a handheld on this trip. You're telling me you you took some type wow. of vacation. No, you know you what? That's a good even... point. I, I would have played a handheld at night. So, <laughs> yeah, probably probably three to four days at most. So, Goodness. My goodness. Uh, and would you ever... I mean, this isn't even part of the question I wrote down, but do you foresee ever taking a break longer than that? Would you ever self-impose, like, I'm going to take a break from games for, like, five days? That, so this is the exact thing that I was thinking about when I said I was thinking about this recently. I was like, I, what if I just took, like, a month and just didn't play anything? You know, that'd be terrible for my podcasts that I record that are all about playing and beating video games. But what would I, what would I do with myself? Just, do, just, just, just slow down, buddy. Just, just sit out in the backyard in the Adirondack with my belly facing the sun cooking up a burn all right that's what i yeah. do yeah you might have to make it a little soupy there on the old navel to make sure you don't get that deep burn <laughs> you don't want that hey i got the time to recover it's not going to distract me from any games so why not let her burn buddy you don't want to get your crater scalded my dude <laughs> all right well how many different types of trees can you name go all right pine okay elm fair birch sure oak uh-huh. Uh weeping willow. <laughs> is that is that a type of tree? It is, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh I'm on the spot now. It's kind of the name of the game. Sapling. <laughs> Fall tree. Are you talking about a tree that's you talk you just named you just said log? <laughs> yeah, lo- log. <laughs> br- 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 brown tree. Um, okay. All right, what else we got here? There's got to be some more obvious ones. Maple. <laughs> That's a tree. 100%. Uh, apple tree. I'll, I'll count it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the tree. I'm, I don't know why I'm gatekeeping trees. Like, I don't own tre- I don't <laughs> say whatever you want. Yeah. Th- your your smugness implies that there's like a deep tree knowledge that you haven't shared yet, but you this you only invented this question so you could drop it on me. Like, well, now that you embarrassed yourself, let me tell you a little something about trees. No, the uh, I'm... T- notably terrible at this as someone who likes being outdoors and my dad was the kind of guy whenever you went somewhere with him he would just be commenting about all the different trees and be like this here is a blah 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 and this here is a blah and at the time i didn't care i was like oh great you yeah a tree's a tree but now that i've gotten older and my daughter's asking a bunch of questions and 
my wife knows all the trees that surround our yard. Uh, I just feel kind of treed out. I'm like, damn, I should have found out a little bit more about trees, dude. No, I, I'm more like you. Ooh, cottonwood. That's a type of tree. I'm sure that's it is. A, that's the type of tree that fell on my house. Um, oh, my gosh. Redwood. That's a big one. Redwood. Big big old boy. You know what? Yeah. Big old, meaty, tall, thick, juicy redwood. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's, you, that's, that's not that's me vamping for time. That's, that's me just describing redwoods with the appropriate amount of enthusiasm. I was going to say that was you naming one tree for a while. <laughs> uh, all right, we're not tree people. I'm, I'm definitely, I made it a goal at some point in my life. He was like, you know, one day I'm going to learn a little bit more about trees, man. I don't know why I had this idea, but I just thought it would help me in everyday life. I don't think it would, but I still would like to be a little bit more in tune with the trees around me in nature. So maybe one day. I'm with you. I'm with you. Birds is the one that I'm always the most embarrassed by because I can't name any bird that I can't identify by like a primary color. I, I know a cardinal. I know a blue mm. jay. I know Easy a robin because they got big sure. orange bellies. Crows because well, those ones are all black. That could be an oriole maybe. I mean, robins and orioles oh, are often I, confused. Stressing me out now because now I, I I'm taking my 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 very few down to even fewer. I know a goose because a, a geese is horrifying. A geese is yeah. horrifying. A geese are a horrifying. Right, well, and you're out there calling them gray ducks. That's why. That's, <laughs> that's why they don't like that's you. That's true. Very much. They don't. I, I'm calling them by the wrong name. They're getting upset. Yeah, you're, I'm, you're not being formal enough. I'm also not good with birds, but my wife is a freaking bird savant. I don't know. It is the thing that creeps me out. I don't know where she got this freaking bird knowledge. We're not. She don't, we don't have coffee table <laughs> books full of birds. I know she didn't take an aviary class. I don't even think she's ever owned like pet birds. But she's just calling on all these birds all the time. Like her and my kid are out there, and I have no choice but to believe. And one time we were at the beach, we were not on her home turf, and we were walking past this. Like our 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 stay was like a little bit separated from the beach. We had to walk over this boardwalk that was uh, there's like a little bit of a lagoon, and there's all these little birds. And uh, she was calling them out. She's like, "That's a that's a blue footed this, and that's a western blah blah egret." And I'm like. Get the fuck out of my face. Who are you? I, <laughs> yeah. I don't if know I who was, this if, bird person is. If I was being asked that same question by a kid, I'd be like, well, that's the that's the bird that they modeled Pidgeotto after in Pokemon mm. Blue. I don't know the name of it in real life, but that's a Pidgeotto. It's funny you say that. I do just call things by random Pokemon I can remember when I don't know the answer. <laughs> so true. All right. Uh, last question here for you. Uh who is the most unique person in your family? In my family, huh? All right, yeah. let's see. Is it me? Am I allowed to answer myself? I was actually going to say other than you. Like, do you got mm. you got a weird uncle out there who just collects hubcaps? Uh, you got uh, was your granddad like a pilot in a war and has a wooden leg and? I guess what I'm saying was your grandfather a pirate and also a pilot, because that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about my family. You're not going to get like an extra, like I'm not going to be like, well, you know, I got a cousin that is actually mm -hmm. an assassin that does contract work for the CIA. Because my family, they're a bunch of just Iron Range, cozy Minnesotans. They all come from the same town of a thousand people thick calves and they move away and then they move back and they live their life around the one lake and they spend all their time fishing and so they're all like that they're all they're all the same 
You know, maybe, maybe the most novel thing anyone in my family has done or currently does is I got a cousin who left that life behind. He, he looked like a Minnesota boy. He was like, you know what? I love me fishing. I love four-wheeling. I do some snowmobiling in the winter. I, anything that a Minnesotan's supposed to do, I do. And then one day he's like, yeah, I'm just going to move to Hawaii. I'm just going to go live in Hawaii Whoa. now. So, Whoa. It's about the most extreme thing that anyone in my family does. They moved to Hawaii. Dang. He was like, you know what? These lakes, bunch of shit. I'm going to go. I want to be surrounded by water so hard. <laughs> Yes. I, I will say, though, it was nice because uh, th- this is going to sound... I'm, I'm going to segue the sentence, it's nice with... Or it's nice with because at my grandma's funeral, <sighs> he came back and there was like... You could tell we had we had the moment, right? Where, where we were both like, we're the only two not lake people here. Like, we're the two <laughs> outcasts. We, we both don't belong here. So that, that's mm. why he comes to my mind, is I think of him as the only other one who's bucking the stereotypes. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's surrounded by the biggest lake of all, the Pacific Ocean. So, I mean, he's got you all whooped. <laughs> yeah. Super yeah, he's lake He's taking us power. down. <laughs> no kid. Man. All right. Well, very interesting. Well, your cousin, I'm going to say uh, Murphy, um, seems like a cool guy. Seems yeah. Like a cool guy. Good old Murph. Good old cousin Murph. All right. Well, that's it for the hot seat. Get on out of there, you... You tree ignorant some bitch, get on out! <laughs> I, I named like seven more than you. You did okay, honestly. I was I was impressed. Um, Cottonwood, and I don't, I wasn't familiar. All right, so now we got to get into this top five games that start with the letter C, and I know what folks are thinking. Can't you think of anything else better to talk about? And no, we committed to the alphabet. We finished the alphabet. Okay. Yeah, we're we're do, we're living up to our promise, and we don't hitch every episode's not a letter episode. We pepper them in, you know, mm-hmm. once every month or two. So, I th- I th- I think we had the perfect cadence. We continue to have the perfect cadence on these episodes. Honestly, we can do no wrong, man. I think everything yeah. that we do here is basically fire. So I'm going to keep <laughs> on keeping on. You expect those D boys here in a couple of months, but we're seeing it up tonight. Let's see. What we can come up with here, Steve. Who? I feel like I went first last episode, and maybe even the one before that, and probably the one before that. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm saying you should go first. What's your fifth most favorite game that starts with the letter C? Yeah, this is this is a tough one. I'm going to definitely have a couple honorable mentions to throw out at the end, but number five, one that I suspect makes your list as well, and... Uh, probably is higher than number five for you but it's that contra that c-o-n-t-r-a contra classic good old run and gun action i was actually this one my number five spot was very competitive there's a number of games that i swapped in and out but i was like you know at the end of the day contra it of all these games this is one that i could just pick up and play it's the one i've played the most often it's the one that's the most comfy and Mm -hmm. uh it's it's the game one of the few games in this slot that I think kind of just did everything it needed to do right out of the gate and has never, never like significantly improved on its formula because it was already doing it so proper the first time out. Yeah. Yeah. You got to love that Contra, dude. And you're right. Coming up a bit later on my list. I'll say, though, uh, I had a bit of a hard time with the C's. You're speaking like you had a lot to choose from. And I found that... um 
I, I was top heavy on one or two, but I I didn't have a bunch that were right up there in my top cream in my creme. Mm, so creme. Uh, I mean, there's quite a few I like, but when we're talking top fives, I was like, ooh, ah. that seems lofty. I don't know if I can slot that in a top five. So I'm interested to hear where it goes from here. I'm going to say my number five, Costume Quest. You're like, what? Costume oh, what a twist. Quest. I know, you don't see it coming, but I had to think about it, and I was like, you know what? I do love this game, and I'm excited because uh, I am I picked up, co- or I got Costume Quest 2. I think I downloaded it on, maybe it was on Game Pass. Um, either way, I got my I got my grubby mittens on that second one because I've been meaning to play that one. I'm going to play that um, this Halloween season, if hopefully it's still available to me, but... I, when I played that first costume quest, I was like, man, why didn't I play this 10 years ago? It's so freaking yeah. good. Yeah, it's just so charming. And I wanted it to last forever. It was just so good. See, honestly, it seems like an obvious idea. Like, they, they should have made that mm-hmm. game years and years ago. You know, an RPG where your costumes translate into, like, jobs <sighs> and abilities and stuff. So good. And if you're unfamiliar with the game, I think I, I brought it to the – I think I beat it while – um, season two has been active, but uh, yeah, as Steve describes, it's just a, you know a little take on a top-down RPG where you run around the neighborhood as a bunch of kids dressed up for Halloween, trying to, you know, it's I'm going to say it has like a twit, like a cartoon Stranger Things vibe. It yeah, kind of has so. has that element to it. So, yeah, so it's it's super duper fun, and it's one of the it doesn't happen all the time. I feel like a lot of games are like the perfect length or overstay their welcome. This is one at the end. I was like, more, 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 please. So very good game, Costume Quest. Costume Quest. All right, my number four, one of my all-time favorite puzzle games, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Mm, I, good choice. I love me that Captain Toad. It's it's just the cutest end game. It's a puzzle game with all of the like cozy charm that Nintendo packs into all their properties. I remember when I first picked it up on Wii U, it was one of those games where I was like, I, I was instantly hooked, collected everything, found all the hidden secrets in every level. I actually really liked the structure that they had with like multiple books where you just keep unlocking more and more levels. And even though it's come to Switch now, I always think of Captain Toad as like the premier definitive Wii U title. When I'm like pointing to one Wii U game that everyone should play, I always think Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. That's such a good point. And that was one of the few that I had to cut out of my top five, but it is one that I really, really enjoyed because uh, it, it all stemmed from a mini game from uh, was it Mario 3D World or something like that? It was one of those. It, yeah, you'd find like these little Captain Toad levels on the overworld of mm. uh, Super Mario 3D World, and then they're like, "These are so good, let's make a whole game out of it." And yeah, really clever. I I love puzzle games, you know, like Monument Valley or like Captain Toad, where you like see the whole level and it's kind of like a puzzle box. It's all about perspective and things like mm-hmm. that. I, yeah, I like, like Pez a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So very, very fun and uh, highly recommended. Get it on that Switch. If you're, if, if what I'm saying sounds good, play it on Switch. <laughs> Get it on the Switch <laughs> if you're too good for the Wii U. Get it on the Switch. Uh, good choice. Uh, my number four is Contra. And oh. it's, it's there because, man, you know, it, it's, it's only, it takes 12 minutes to beat. There's really nothing to it, but it takes 12 minutes to beat. But sometimes, if you grew up with it as a little kid, a lifetime to master. And this is one of the games where when I eventually did beat it, although I was an adult, I felt pretty damn proud of myself. I was like, yeah. oh, we did it. I felt like going back in time, high-fiving little me and being like, I told you I'd get it, bud. I told you. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. And so, uh, and that's one of those games that people all the time are thinking, oh, that's too hard for me. I can't beat that game. But really, honestly, you just have to master your best 12 minutes 
You just practice a little mm-hmm. bit. I swear, if you if you dedicate an afternoon to it, you can make conjure yours. Uh, but man, so good time. And uh, I, one of the one of the games up there when it comes to like joyful beats, just one that I was like, hell yeah, we finally did it. I feel like I can put it on my tombstone, right? Travis, yep. he looked thirty seven when he died when he was old because of that that thing that uh, <laughs> he, that he lost a bet to Steve, uh, and he beat Contra. Yeah, I I one of the like one of the few very vivid memories I have of being, you know, like sub 10 years old, finally beating Contra. The one time I ever beat Contra without that Konami code, uh, beat it on, on my 13 inch, my little Zenith TV sitting up on my dresser. Mm. And I immediately, while that cutscene was playing, while they were showing like that helicopter flying away from that island, I ran out in the other room. I was like, Mom, Mom, I did it. I beat, I beat Contra. <laughs> and she's like, what? what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shh. Okay, good job, bud. But I'll never forget Uh, it. I don't blame you a bit. All right, what's next? Number three, Catherine. The PS3 mostly puzzle game. You you know, I'm a fan of the puzzle games. Sure. A lot of people criticize Catherine because I think that what it sells initially is a little bit of a bait and switch for some folks, which is fair. You look at it, it looks like a Persona game. You know, or like a Nippon EG Atlas kind of like it looks like it'd be a JRPG of some kind. But in reality, it is very much a block pushing puzzle game. But if you get over that sort of like that, that feeling you get like your headphones being yanked out of your ears where you're just like jarred <laughs> for a minute. It's it's a really well-made puzzle game. Very snappy, very fun to like work on combos, really great increasing level of difficulty up to the point where it gets just stupid hard. I love the uh, extra mode in there and the, the little arcade machine in the bar where you can play like more uh, standard like puzzle box, more Sokobani style levels that are just like all laid out from the get go rather than the, the tower that you're trying to climb. Yeah, I think it's just a good balance of action and puzzle plus all the stuff in you know the actual story is very interesting. It's got great cutscenes, really good voice acting. Just it, it, it was the progenitor, the original Petey's mm-hmm. Power Hour is Catherine. I mean, before you had Petey's Power <laughs> Hour, you were going to Catherine to get your alcohol facts. That's 100% true. That's exactly how I got it. Yep. And that's an interesting choice. I definitely don't have Catherine that high. I've finished the game, and I'm going to be very reasonable and admit the reason that it's ranked a little bit lower for me is 100% a get good reason. In that it kicked my butt, and I just mm. I, I stopped having fun at some point in the game because I was like, I'm just too dumb. To figure this out. I can't climb the mountain. Now, it it does, I think it has like, it it gives you the ability to to lower the difficulty mid game, I think. Yeah, I think it does the like, you know, you fail a couple times and they're like, you want to drop this down, bud? Which galls me. But in that game, (laughs) I had had to accept it a couple of times because I was beating my head against the wall. So, uh, and I'm on a Cartridge Club episode for for that very game if you want to be entertained by my disdain for my own abilities but good choice i'm glad that was represented here alice always with the good and weird yeah i love that good weird yeah man hell yeah uh number three for me is going to be call of duty world at war you're the call of duty you put a call of duty up there but this specific one this was my call of duty this was mine everybody's got their one their college call of duty maybe or when they lived with a bunch of bros call of duty or some folks call of duty 
Uh, this was the one that I played the most with my pals and the one I had the most success at. I remember getting that. Hey, my KD was looking great, bud. We'd run a 25 yeah. maybe, maybe a 22 <laughs> occasionally. Uh, I had my favorite maps, knew it inside and out. And so that's uh, that's the Call of Duty that I feel like I'm kind of married to. I still get excited when I see the cover pop up. I'm like, oh, that's my that was mine. Kind of feels like it's my old football team. Like, there's my boys. <laughs> like, I just, I kind of resonate with it. So I haven't played many after that, but that was my heyday for Call of Duty. No, I, I respect it when we get into those honorable mentions, if you have any. I mean, absolutely. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 would both be honorable mentions for me. Um, yeah, so everyone has, has their one, right? I feel like everyone mm-hmm. has their Call of Duty and it's almost always going to be either Modern Warfare 1 or 2, World at War, or the first Black Ops. One of those yep. four is your Call of Duty game that you played for 500 hours. And it's hard, you know yeah. what? It might be a little bit of a basic choice, but those are good memories, man. I had an absolute blast playing that game back in the day. I mean, I just had to factor in, I spent a ton of time with it and had a ton of time with friends. Would I would I put that time into a game like that or that game now? No way. But to me, that no. makes that game more special. That yeah. stands out as like, this was an era of my life where playing this game was very important. Yeah. Everybody very, very was doing time it. and place. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? The last point I'll make is not to be defensive of it or anything, but go back to, you know, those first handful of Modern Warfare style games. It was a very different vibe. You know, this, these were like fresh and new and exciting. It wasn't now where we're just kind of like waiting to hear what the next subtitle of the next Call of Duty is. It's like, you know, it's like rain. You know, it's always going to be there. Yeah. Uh, you go back, you play some of these earlier ones, and it's like it was it was a phenomenon, and everyone was very excited about them at the time. 100%. Yeah, definitely a product of the moment. Everybody involved. Heck yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, that was mine. I guess, what are we at? Your, is my your number two? two? Oh my yeah. gosh! So now we're, we're getting, getting close. into our, you know, we, we had to make our make our little rule. Well, we didn't make this rule, but I think we both unofficially made this rule. Just pick one from a series. Just pick yeah, that yeah. one, that one Vania. You know, we don't want to fill these lists with a bunch of repeat choices. So I picked my one Vania, and I'm I'm one of those. I'm a Symphony of the Night boy. Hard to say no to that Symphony of the Night. I mean, I know people want me to come in swinging and be like, uh, it's actually Simon's Quest. It's like, no, it's. Symphony of the Night. Always been my favorite Castlevania. Uh, you know, responsible for so much. Continues to have an amazing soundtrack. Somehow still looks good to this day. Oh, so how, good. How they so made that good. look so dang timeless, but it looks like uh, like indie Metroidvanias. Oh, I'm sorry, Gated Explorations, my bad. Looks oh, like indie yeah. Gated Exploration games coming out today. You get that Metroidvania out of your <laughs> mouth. Get that out of sorry. your mouth. I'm just having to, to speak to the to the basic folk who don't understand. <laughs> hey, man, um, we're going to converge here on number two. I think our number one is going to be different, but my number two is also Symphony of the Night. That's my yeah. favorite Castlevania, uh, one that I actually want to go back and play again. It's been a minute, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like, because uh, I've been playing a couple of the ones that were inspired by it. Obviously, I played Circle of the, or what is it? Uh, Circle of the Moon and um, Dawn of Sorrow. I've been playing those, and it just honestly, those just make me want to go back and play Symphony of the Night again. Uh, I love those games, but it's just kind of like, ooh, I remember from Symphony of the Night when they did this and when they did that. So, yeah, I'm with you. That soundtrack, though, oh. Oh, oh. legendary. Oh, and so it, good. All those other ones are great, too, for sure. I feel like, especially having played Symphony of the Night first, every single one of those other ones, you know, even the best of them, like Aria Sorrow and stuff, uh, Order of Ecclesia, which I played, which I really liked. 
it, they're always, you know, they're close enough where it's like, yeah, this is just, it's scratching that symphony of the night itch. But the fact that it's a symphony of the night itch is why symphony of the night has to be a number. Well, on my list, number two, but on my Castlevania list, number one. Yeah, 100%. All right, I'm pretty sure we're going to deviate on our number ones. Your number one will probably be what I'll say was my number six, very close to getting in, but maybe I'm wrong. Let's hear it. I mean, I think anyone that knows me knows what's coming. Uh, and again, this is another one where I only chose one from a series, technically right. a series of two, but I chose mm-hmm. one when we went that Chrono Trigger. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. my bookie will be surprised to know that I bet right, so that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chrono Trigger, not not surprised to hear that coming from you, and especially after, you know, you were just on Drunk Friend talking about your, well, I mean, and Alex's too, y'all, your affinities for Chrono Trigger. For, for me, it, did, it never was like an AA++ game, could have been time mm-hmm. and place for, for a few people, but I still liked it. It's a phenomenal game. I did definitely play it at the right time. I didn't play it right when it came out, but, you know, I had already played it through several times by, like, the early 2000s. So I wasn't too far off when it initially released. And I've always, when it comes to RPGs, I always have a fondness for, like, late 16-bit, early 32-bit era. But I feel like Chrono Trigger kind of is, like, the epitome of everything you want from a 32 or from a 16-bit RPG. That and Earthbound together combine. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe maybe sprinkle a little Final Fantasy VI in there, and you just get you get the whole package. It's like that's everything you need, and then some. So, yeah, yeah. I think the thing that separates my Chrono Trigger appreciation from folks like you and Alex is that I've heard you both say on multiple occasions that you've played through the game several times, and I can't yeah. even I can't fathom that for uh, especially a turn based RPG. It's not it's not in me to do such a thing. So. Uh, I appreciate it, but you guys clearly in love with the Chrono Trigger, which is great to see. Love it. And, you know, it's one of the few games that I do regularly replay. Like, I'd say every three, four years, I say, I need to give me another another run through Chrono Trigger. And I'm always amazed when I'm going back through, even though I know every single story beat that's coming, I know every single place to go, I know every enemy's weakness and everything, I'm still just like, God, this still is just so dang fun. So dang good. So, yeah, that's that's my number one. And in Chrono Cross would absolutely make my top five. You know, it would beat out stuff like Captain Toad and whatnot if I was going to put both of them on the mm. same list. But we're keeping it fresh. We're keeping it interesting. We're sticking one per series. So. All right. Do you, do you have any idea where I'm going with this number one? Uh, I honestly, I was going to, maybe I'm just stereotyping you a little bit with Nest Friend, but I was going to assume Contra was at number one. I was oh. trying to think, what what else could be? What else could be number one? I mean, Kark Cloud. We've got. Uh, <laughs> hey, the, don't spoil our D episode. Come the on. Cle- the Legend of Zelda on the original oh. NES. Kurthbound. There's so many non C games that I associate with. Car Cry? Like. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're so close, yet not close at all. Uh, I do have some you know, great affinity for those NES games, but. I don't know, but maybe a couple would ever crack into a top five. I am going to hit you with Cuphead. Whoa. I'm going to hit you with some Cuphead, friend, over the face ah, with a, just a big old dang. cup. I, I knew you enjoyed some Cuphead, but maybe I did not fully appreciate the depth of love for oh, Cuphead. Yeah. Also, I'm a little... I'm a little mad that I didn't put Cuphead on my list now, but you know what? <laughs> I'll add it yeah. to the Menchies and no one will ever know that it wasn't there. <laughs> ah, you big dum-dum. No, I loved <laughs> Cuphead. 10 out of 10. And 
that that was my like that was my Elden Ring when it came out. I played the hell out of that game, and I felt like a real superstar actually beating it because it does not hold back. That is a no, that that's fight a with one. the devil is a real bitch, but. <laughs> So pretty, and uh, was it was a studio uh, studio something right there? What are they called? Their um, uh, MDHR. MDHR. Yep, yep. You got yeah. it. Uh, you know they they announced uh, a little more content there coming out, and that cartoon is funny. That's a it's just Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. with mugs. It's great. <laughs> Does it do the Ren and Stimpy like zoom in hyper realistic shot of like pimples and <laughs> neck beard and stuff? I don't know if it's quite that gross, but it definitely has that, like, they're so dumb, they're a danger to society oh. kind of bent to it. Uh, it is actually quite entertaining. I was really impressed because I was expecting more of a kid's cartoon, but they they turned, they turned twisted the knob. It's yeah. it's fun. It's fun for folks our age. They knew who they were talking to. Uh, nice. So, yeah, Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah, I thought maybe I'd surprise you a little bit there. And, yeah. and truly, Cuphead is one of my favorite games. I'm not good at many shooters or that one. But I did finish mm. it, and therefore I do love it. Maybe it's Stockholm syndrome. Ah, uh, no, I, it's a it's a great game. I I always give it a little bit of short shrift. I don't know why. Like it never comes to my mind when I'm thinking of my favorite running guns, my favorite games that start with C. But every time someone says <laughs> Cuphead, I'm always just like, freaking hell yeah, Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Wreck. right. <laughs> represent heck yeah man well that's what that's our top fives all together we had uh we had roughly eight different games there we overlapped on contra and castlevania symphony of the night and who wouldn't mm-hmm. yeah i mean if your list doesn't include either of those you probably haven't played them yet <laughs> i mean it's true or or you just need to get good <laughs> like me with Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> just need to get good i guess yep. did you play the other Catherine? was it Catherine something was it uh uh yeah it was like a re full body again remake remaster it was a a new version ported to the more modern consoles that had it's the same game but they added one additional character one additional love interest and some new story around them and i played a bit of it but then i got distracted so i gotta Mm. gotta go back and do that at some point fair enough all right well that's gonna wrap us up here today folks please catch steve and sancho panda out there Playing that gosh dang eco. Game's done quick on Monday. I know it's short notice for you, but go ahead and clear that calendar. Find a sitter for the kids. Get ready. Get some popcorn. Get on the couch. You're going to want to see this guy in action. Doing what we love to see him do, which is riff endlessly about what he's seeing in front of him. He's very good at it. He's the master. <laughs> so please get over there and check that out. Uh, game's done quick. It's pretty easy to find that Twitch channel, I think. Yeah. What else? Uh, I guess that's pretty much it. So until next time. I'm at Draft Plays Games. You can find the show at Polykill. Steve is at Blinkum. He streams on. I'm, I'm going to remember it one of these days. My phone tells me. I don't have to. I don't have to think about it. But Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. There you go. Roughly seven central most days. I mean, you know, I'm always there. It's not like I've just forgotten. I just, yeah. uh, I just do what my phone tells me. It's like Steve's streaming. I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go do it. Yeah. All right. So, Folks, check all that stuff out. And until next time, peace. Peace.